the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Way, way back in 2000, was it like 2002 or three? 2001 is my first was it? fight. Yeah. No, 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 no. When I when I came to New York and you picked us up at the train station. Oh, and yeah, you and to, Eddie. Was it two, yeah. 2002 or 2003? No, it was when Eddie was about to go for the, uh, the Abu Dhabi trials. So, when, and I was about to fight BJ Penn. It was 2002 is when it was. It was before Eddie had even fought in the California trials. Yeah. The, be- he, I, the <laughs> West Coast. I, yes, yes, go ahead. So it was 2002, right? It was 2002 because that week... I was leaving either that night or the next night. I was driving to the Mohican Sun in Connecticut to fight BJ Penn. So that's why I wasn't on the mats that night. I was oh, getting my right. weight down to 155. So I picked you guys up at the Hicksville train station. And it's so funny. It was so, you wouldn't even picture this now, would Eddie? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, hey, Joe, who's your friend? I'm like, you train jujitsu? Oh, yeah. What felt <laughs> you? You know? And, uh, and meanwhile, it's Eddie, you know? It was so funny. But uh, that's back when I had my school in East Meadow. At my first school that I opened up, and uh, that was good, man. That was it. That was ages ago. That was ages ago, and you know we had known each other before then, but that's you know really when we we became yeah. good friends. That yeah, was just sure, so cool man. that you came and picked us up and no man I, hospitality my, my and pleasure, dude. brought my us some pleasure. guys to roll with. Drago was there. Drago was there. I had the privilege of getting strangled by Drago. Oh man, people would never know how. Uh, and again, this was ages ago uh, when you were. What were you with that blue belt? I barely was a blue belt. Yeah, I might have just got my blue belt. It was way, way back, man. Yeah, but uh, you know, people don't even know how good Drago was on the floor. Drago oh yeah, was he's a great black belt. Well, that's one of the reasons why. why I was telling him, I'm like, why do you always have these rock'em sock'em robots uh, fights? Trust me. I mean, he he tapped told Bar- he put Baroni to sleep uh, with an arm in guillotine. You know, that's a, a tough, tough. Especially back then, there wasn't a lot of dudes who were doing that correctly. Oh, man. But he locked that nah, thing up like a vice. That was such a, that's one of my, I swear, that's one of my favorite memories. Nah, him uh, tapping Bro, oh, put, him to, put him well, to sleep. You know Brony didn't even tap. He Drago, went on a shield. Yeah, oh, Drago's, oh, yeah, well, Brony's a warrior. But, uh, you know, Drago came to me when he was uh, just a, a 17-year-old kid and like a, and like a, like one, like a street kid. You know, he was in Long Island, but he was over from, uh. Uh, a, a part of he was like the only not that it means anything though just the one white guy in the group they called him Drago because he had the Drago like he looked like the Russian from Drago uh, Rocky Four <laughs> and he couldn't get through a sentence without dropping I can't even do it justice just he wasn't speaking English it was fucking ebonics of uh, just fucking sh- in front of parents not even trying to be rude and I grab I go dude you can't talk like that and he'd like what do you mean, man? Like he has no idea. <laughs> like what? Like like I'm not. You know, he wasn't trying to be a rude guy. It just but, fuck uh, after every word was normal. Oh, fucking yeah, just, guy just, with the fucking just, thing and the fucking yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was it was uh it was it was uh he was a, a boy from the hood, but he uh to see how he's grown and they, for that fight, you know, it was really uh something special, man. You know, because he's such a he's like a little brother and he's such a he's such a good guy. And it was happy to it was happy to see that. Yeah, he was a big underdog in that fight too. Huge underdog. And and when we first booked that fight, uh, when we said we we told him to accept it when uh when uh, Joe Silver called me, uh, you know he wasn't sure of himself for sure. He was like, man, if you guys, I'd rather get a few more fights first. He was a warrior. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Drago had battles from the first fight. See, when I fought back in the day, and when they got me on a, a card in Long Island, like they'd slip me in. People ask about my record be, uh, beforehand. I it's it's hard to even get into it because it, there was MMA rules, but one it was they have like Lou Le- Lou Neglia, a buddy of mine, a former kickboxing champion. 
he puts him and Ray, they put on, uh, him and Ray put on promotions, the kickboxing shows, you know? So he would slip me at this club called the Vanderbilt on Long Island. He would have a, a card of Thai boxing matches, kickboxing matches, and a freestyle grappling exhibition. And it, that's back when, this is back late, mid, mid to late uh, 90s. And it would be me versus somebody in the, that's how I got all my experience. You know what I mean? Once in the Copacabana in Manhattan, but it, it it's hard to count those fights because the guys, even though they were bigger and there was no weight classes, they didn't, uh, they just do it. I just take them down and smoke them, man. Just they didn't like, know what they were doing Oh, at all. forget about it, man. So they, who, just, who, what would they, were they martial well, I mean, no, no, artists? They, they were they they, Some the of them were some of them were tough guys. This one guy, if this fight's on ESPN, it was on ESPN, um, Kamzat something around that. He was like a, a sambo guy from like uh, an army sambo guy, and he said he was tough. Like he wizarded me, and and I went into a triangle to an arm lock, and he got out of it, and then I got his back. And you get a tough Russian guy, you know, you got to choke him because they're mm. not gonna tap. Easy. <laughs> but I mean, so there was a couple guys like that. Another purple belt I fought who jumped the guard, which was cool because I had to pass Scott Schultz, and I had to pass his guard, and then the arm locking him and stuff. So some some guys had some skills, but it wasn't like the um, the experience you got. Like on the West Coast, or guys that had been fighting the Midwest, guys back then there was more shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the East Coast there was nothing. You know what I mean? They, that's how I got my experience. My first fight that went out of the first round was Shoney Carter. I'm gonna bring this back to Drago, bro, in a second. I'm sorry. Uh, my first fight was Shoney Carter's, which went out of the first round. But back to uh, Drago, he got his experience on Long Island too, and in Jersey. But by that time, even a few years later, he that guy never had an easy fight. Never had an easy no, fight. He had dude. some crazy even wa- even crazy back wars. at the, even back then. Just oh yeah, he had so many wars in the UFC. But even before he got in the UFC, and he was fighting more jujitsu based back then. Like mm-hmm. he had great fights. I don't know if you ever heard of Chris Ligori. He's yeah. like a very close friend of um a Frankie Yeager. Great guy, really good fighter. I don't think he really got um, I, he you know he might have gotten Elite XC or something, but. Was he you fighting know. in Ring of Fire? Where was he? He fighting? was all yeah. He fought in Ring of Combat. Ring oh, of Combat. Ring of Combat. He fought. He fought all over in New so Jersey. Tough Ring kid. of Combat's the Jersey one. And Ring of Fire is the Denver. That's Sven Beans, right? I don't know what the fuck Ring of Fire is. I'm sorry. I think that's a. The Sven. But I know right. But I know it's Ring good, of Combat. They have good fights. I yeah, know that. Do I've they? seen some good fights. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah Ring yeah. of Combat's the Lou Neglia show. Right. Okay. And uh, Vengeance at the Vanderbilt is uh-huh. where I got my experience. Then he he upgraded it to Ring of Combat. So it's the same promotion, but. It's, so when they would call it, what would they describe it as? Submission wrestling? What would they call it? Well, it, when, they, when, when you they had started, you on the oh, pick, is, kickboxing they shows, I think they didn't want to get in trouble. So right. they'd be like, this is a freestyle grappling, grappling uh, freestyle grappling exhibition. So, but it was MMA. Oh, it was a fight, man. Yeah, oh, that's so crazy. Fighting. So they would call it freestyle grappling just to slide it in, just to get it in under the radar. I guess uh, there was no MMA back right. then. It wasn't even. I don't think they started first calling it then. It might have still been. They weren't calling it NHB on my on the card. They're trying to get me on. So, and what year was your first fight? 90, 90, some mid, mid, 96, 97, 90. So the UFC issue at New York started in 97 because that was the first event that I ever worked at. That was one they, they shut down the Buffalo show and they made them relocate to Alabama because the night before I went to work for the UFC the first time, there was the, the question was, hey, um, would you be willing to do this in Alabama? We, we might have to go to Alabama. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll go wherever. Let's just do it. You know? And so they were like, we're going to let you know the day whether or not you're going to go to Alabama or whether or not you're going to go to Buffalo. Like, was that they didn't before, even know. Was that that time before or after you were on the news radio? I was on news radio. You were on yeah. news radio. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'll I'll tell you, not, that, that's ballsy right there because 
you're putting your reputation with something. You know what I mean? If you're a young, you are a young kid trying to, I guess. You're still getting in the business, dude. That's before the the fear factor and everything. So you weren't uh, like the guy you are now, where you had that fuck you money or anything. I don't. know, Maybe you did. No, I don't know, no, but, I definitely didn't have fuck you money. Dude, you should, but I was so dumb that I didn't good, realize how weird it looked to other people. Yeah, nah, know? dude. Well. You actually saw, you, you know, you saw something, right? Well, Dana know? White and I talked about it. It's like in the beginning, it was almost like talking about doing porn. If you talked about being involved in the UFC, <laughs> it's like you're being I, involved in porn. I, I just oh. left them, and uh, uh, when we did, I did that thing in town for the, um, uh, it was at the, the fucking UFC Global Gym over in Torrance. Uh, they did a seminar over there. Uh, we did a seminar, myself, Longo, and uh, uh, some other guys, Dominic Cruz, uh, DC, and uh, Jessica I for just get the Fox execs to understand a little more about what's going on. And Dana just gave a speech. And uh, at the end of the speech, he said, you know, back then, you know, you couldn't get pay-per-view. You could pay on pay-per-view for porn. You couldn't even get that on a, on a regular, on a, you couldn't pay for fights. You couldn't pay for the UFC and whatnot. So, same reference. Yeah, there was a time where the UFC, when I first started working for them, the, all you get it was direct TV. You couldn't yeah. even get it on cable. Yeah. They were banned from cable. Now, dude, I mean, hey, man, not to to make a bo- make us feel old or anything, but my first fight in the UFC was thirty UFC thirty one. I mean, what are we up to? And that's not even counting all the other. 31. You know, once so, I think I've been around the long, then I look at, I see the picture of you backstage with the mic and phone. You know, you've been on the journey. You've been there before me. <laughs> that was me. the day. That was, yeah. that was uh, in 1997. It's crazy. it's crazy how it goes, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what, what a journey, man. I remember the first time in the, in the Taj Mahal, um, uh, my first fight with Shoney Carter, it was in the room, maybe this... I'll tell you, maybe a little bit bigger than this. And that was, that's that's the, uh, the weigh-ins right there. Just a regular thing, man. Just... It's funny. Dana White had hair. It was a while ago. Man. Yeah, the UFC, um, mixed martial arts wasn't, I don't think it was officially banned in New York back then. They tried to figure it out. And then after 97, it became banned. So you yeah. were probably so was, yeah. doing it pre all that. You were you were like in the middle of it, like while yeah, it was becoming well, thinking, controversial. Let me see. 90, 99, I, got, I, I was doing the Pan Ams over there. And I, I used to like... I used to like just take one. I used to get ready for a geek, like a big competition, and then be like, "All right, I'll fight a month after." And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm already in shape. I was never out of shape ever. <laughs> don't make it. Well, a lot of people shows. don't realize how how like high level your jujitsu was. You know, uh, the only, yeah, you've had you. like a, a, the submissions in the UFC. Like the best one was like the Kelly Delante fight. That was uh, that that was his name, right? Yeah, Frank yeah, Shamrock's yeah. guy. You cut him with triangle. That was tough, man. I wish he never. I wish he never. I wish he would have done something afterwards. I think mm. he left. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He, they, uh, I don't know. He, he was uh he was with Frank Shamrock and Bob Cook and them. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, too bad he didn't do nothing after that, man. How many submissions guy. do you have in the UFC? Just one. Just one. Just one. Isn't that crazy though? When you think about how it, good your ground game is, it is. It is crazy, and uh, it, you know it is what it is. I I wish I could say different, but I did still jujitsu served me in every one of my fights. I mean, it saved my ass with fights where. I was not the uh, the hammer. I was the nail, like my Carol Parisian fight. I, one thing I like about that fight is that it, I might not have showed the best offensively, but I took a beating, and that that fight ended. I was on top. Was I? Did I have anything to guess to do anything too much besides, you know, take away the angle or whatnot? Maybe probably not, but uh, it did save my ass from getting choked. It saved my ass from getting my arm broke. And, uh, and that was when Carl was at his best too. Oh, Carl, he was a beast. He was folks, a lot of beast. folks don't realize how good Carl Parisian was. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a it, it, things work in, in mysterious ways, man. I mean that that's a that that's a case right there because when I fought Caro, um, it, it's a weird thing, man. Because the winner of that got a title shot, 
And uh, that night when I lost, it was uh, my fiance at the time was drove up with my father-in-law. I had all my students there because it's in Atlantic City. I have the East Coast curse. All the fights I lost, I love, I love fucking Vegas because I always won over there except for the Matt Hughes fights. I still think I won that one. But, <laughs> but, the, uh, but fucking, you'd think I'd, I'd win a fight at home. Even if they were close fights, like my fight with BJ in Connecticut, I never, I never won in a UFC at home. All my losses are over there. So when I fought, um, uh, who were we just talking about? Matt Hughes, Matt Hughes um, Kelly uh, Delante. Kelly Delante. But no, the, the one I just, uh, oh, Caro. Caro Parisian. Thank you, beat sorry, my ass. Sorry. That's what we're talking about. Uh, when I lost that fight, man, oh, dude, I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm never afraid of taking a beating. I never was afraid of getting a beating, not to be a tough guy, but you're not, that doesn't fear me. But you never, you never want to get fucking tied in there. And I'll tell you right now, you never want to get tied in with a guy like fucking Caro. That mm-hmm. fucking is ridiculous. So, you know, making it through that fight and and the point is this uh after that he got the title shot and you know i got a beating so uh, he got injured he got injured he tore, preparing. His, he tore his leg and that's when he started getting his problem that he had mm-hmm. and that's a fucking shame because he's shame. such a talented guy well, he had a serious hamstring tear have you ever seen it no when i didn't flexes. see it but i didn't see it but it, it that that led to the, the downfall, I believe. If he which, flexes his hamstring, it looks like he's like missing a bite in it. Now nah, that's upsetting. That's disgusting. Yeah, you know. But, well, you uh, could relate because you tore your bicep, <laughs> yeah, right? Man, yeah, you know what it's like. But you know, uh-huh. bicep when it tears, it's pretty functional. A hamstring when they tear like that, nah, really it's, a, bad. it's a different thing. I fought, I fought Delante with that. Mm-hmm. That was uh, less than two weeks. I I dieted my first time down to one fifty five, and I dieted all the way down, and then I was sparring, and I, and Longo. I had I was on the crash course with my stand up uh, because, you know, it wasn't that I I couldn't hit or anything like that, but you got to get your hours in of sparring. You got to mm-hmm. clock your time in, like jujitsu, like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's not just you know how to throw punches. You got to get used to rolling with it. You got to react after getting hit and keep your calm and coming back. And that that takes that takes a lot of time. So Longo kind of threw me in the front. He goes, "Look, you." You got to be on the fast track. You That's can't... a good Longo impression. Well, you yeah, did yeah, perfect. Yeah. He's great. He just left me that guy. You can do it perfect. You're on the uh, fast track. Yeah, you got to be on the fast track. You got to. You're already in the big show. What do you, you can't? You can't. You know. You gotta. So he put me in like this little. This little guy Walter was a. He was a Golden Glove champ. A little guy. Oh, that little fucker used to light me up, man. <laughs> just and I used to have the big coming back. With the, I'm like, all right, I'm getting mad and trying to hit him, and uh, I gotta just. And then it got me. You know those those beatings. You know they uh they're just they're just, they're just like just the and he was a little guy, so it wasn't knocking. And I have a good chin. It wasn't like taking his toll. It wasn't like I was getting fucking. Uh, ha- I was getting whacked around, but enough to where you just wanted to fucking smash him. You know, right. so I had to, it, you learn to still keep your calm and and uh, and uh, land your stuff better and not get as emotional when you get hit. A lot of stuff with the sparring, but uh, it was one of those days where I was getting a little lit up, and it was one of those, it wasn't a straight right, it wasn't a hook, it was like, get the fuck away from me, punch, and I hit him wide like this, so it was like this angle, and my shit rolled up like a curtain, so we were in the clinch, and I'm like, you know. So you felt immediately the bicep Oh, fuck, tour. yeah, I felt it, and then we were in the clinch, and fucking Longo's yelling the break, and I go, dude, I go, I feel so, my arm, he's like, you know, he's. He's like, you know, what do you, and he knows I'm not, I never, I never, even if I gas out, I'm not going to stop around. And then he's like, you know, well, you know, what is it? And then I, I showed him, he goes, oh, what the fuck is that? Because you could tell that the thing just rolled up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh. Are you supposed to get it fixed when that happens? The thing is this, I went to the doctor, I was, listen, I was, you know, right away, they're like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, fucked. And I donated all, this is the first time at 155. 
my first time ever, you know? So I got, this is like two weeks before. So I go, dude, I did not diet like this and train like this to pull out of this fight. If I could fucking fight, I'm going to fight. So I went to the doctor and it was a good, it was a cool guy. I don't know. I don't remember his name, but he was like an old school Navy guy, uh, doctor. So he was like, uh, so he's like, look, he's like, could you turn? Like you turn a key? And I go, yeah, I could do that. He goes, all right. He goes, he goes. Then, then you know, then you could fight. Cause I told him I wanted to fight. I go, listen. He goes, look, he, goes if, he goes, if you could re, he's like, as long as you could do that motion, you know, you're good. He goes, we could reattach it, but it'd be more for like cosmetic reasons, so you don't look like a fucking freak, basically. Uh, you know, so it doesn't look weird and whatever. But uh, I didn't Did you have to it. rehab it? Did you have to build it back I, up to strength? I fucking had to fight Delante on it, and that's all I did. No, I didn't two do weeks anything. later, right? Two uh, Yeah, around two weeks, I think. And so after you're done, you're injured. Yeah, thank God it was a first rounder, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and was... thank God, dude, I killed myself making 155. Thank God for a guy who shoot deserves a shout-out is fucking uh, Gil Castillo from back I in the day. I remember Gil Castillo. Good, good dude, that guy. Very good jiu-jitsu guy. I never, I never wrestled. I wrestled a little in junior high and stuff, but I... Um, you know, I, I wasn't no master weight cutter. I just wasn't eating towards mm-hmm. the end. I'm like, fuck this. I go, I'm still 163. And I remember being uh, actually with Militich, and I think it was actually Hughes, and we were at the doctor's. We used to do the doctor's thing that week, you know? The day when we get there, we do all the tests, the blood tests or whatever. It changed now, but back then we were at the thing, and they're like, well, wait to you. And I'm like, you know, I'm nervous. I'm like, one, you know, 163, and... They're like, oh, you lucky bastard. So I'm like, what the fuck? I go, I got to lose eight pounds? I didn't know. And again, this was in 2000 and whatever, two and one and whatever it was. And uh, it's just you don't know how to drop that weight the right way. So Gil showed up in town. And I was a zombie, dude. I looked horrible. I was just like little fucking Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. So he told me, he's like, yo, man, you got to eat. You got to drink. What the fuck are you doing? He goes, your weight's this? He goes, you're fucking, you're there. You got lasagna. I go, dude. I go, no. So he brought me right through it, and he walked me through, and he got me. Uh, he so you were me trying to, to get down to the actual weight and then try to rehydrate. Or else get as bit. low as possible. I wasn't. I mean, I knew a little. I heard you could sweat out the, uh, you know, towards the end, but I didn't have like a, anybody with me helping me at the time with that. You know, they yeah. didn't know. Too For folks much. who don't know what we're talking about, when a guy makes weight the day before the fight, oftentimes those guys are dehydrating themselves the day of. So what they'll do is they might weigh, like say if they got to make 155, they might be walking around at 170, and then they get down a couple of days before the fight. They, they you know, they're they're watching their diet, but they're not they're not going crazy. And then a day and a half before, yeah. they just no water at all. They piss like crazy. Yeah, and there's been, different tricks to it, yeah. like the water loading. Yeah, you water a lot loading, of water and and low distilled sodium. water too, yeah. right? Low sodium. Yeah, you flush all that out. So you listen. There's a science to it. You yeah. know what I mean? But, so for um, folks who don't know MMA, that's what happens. They dehydrate and then they weigh in, then they immediately rehydrate, usually with IV bags. We, yeah. they weren't doing IV bags back then that very often though, huh? Pedialyte popular. No, man, and I'll tell you. Pedialyte too. Pedialyte like at the scale. You do need that. You need that IV bag, man. I mean, when I get to fifty-five, I couldn't drink a Dixie cup, bro. I'd be like so thirsty, and I drink, and I'd be like, oh, I'm fucking nauseous, man. I it was, I, it was. Are it was you rough. amazed at some guys like how big they are before they make their weight? Like Glace and T-Bow. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. That dude is huge. Unbelievable. He's I think so he's a good big. size for a 170. Yeah, he's a big 170. He's a big 170. I don't know, dude. That's just, that's very strange, man. He's incredible. He gets on that scale like a head, and then he gets back up, and his body He still looks his, swole as fuck, though, even yeah. when he's weighing in. That's, it's, uh, dude, I've, man, I can't He probably has the lowest body fat percentage man, and ins- the highest muscle percentage. It's insane. Of but, anybody uh, in any weight class. Yeah, he's one of those guys that do that, does that well. But, he can um, just do it. 
Yeah, some guys are like that, man. Because people think because of my height, it was like so, like, oh, man, he's a 55 or a blown up. But I'm, you're so I'm, wide. I'm kind of a tweener, man. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like, like, if there was like a 165, 160, I could have been yeah. one of the greatest. No. But it was one of those things where I don't, like, I'd still have juice when I get down to that that weight, but uh, I wasn't looking too normal. If I look at the tape and Longo goes, dude, you couldn't, there were some weight cuts that were harder than others, you mm-hmm. know, but, uh, and, you know, we, and listen, we always joke around about the, and don't get me wrong, I love fucking pizza and pasta. I love it all day long. But uh, when I'm training, like three months before, I'm, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a monk. There's a, I mean? there's a point of diminishing return for sure when it comes to losing weight. And then so there's some guys, they go down too far and they don't perform as good as they did. Like, there's guys that have beaten, like, world-class guys at 170, but they insist on fighting at 155 and then yeah. they kind of look like zombies when they make it down to 55. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, like, a guy like Diego Sanchez, he had, he was, he, he might not be a big one, 170 or, but he was, uh, for some reason, he seemed more. Like, when he fought Caro, that was a great fight, man. And he was very, like, dude, what are you? Who's you're that? You're fucking depressing me now, brother. What are you? Look at look Matt. Look at that fucking guy. Was that you weighing 155? You want to wash something? And look uh, at his right bicep. You see the tear in his right bicep. See how it's, yeah, like, in look, the middle. I, I could have got that fixed. But then I wouldn't have such a good highlight. <laughs> well, that jujitsu, that was uh, that was a beautiful. He, he you. you. caught that was you a triangle armbar combination. Is that what it was? Yeah, um, yeah. Everything went right in that fight. Thank God. And uh, you know what's funny? And I'm gonna get to that one second. That night on the plane, immediately. I don't know if it was from putting the weight on back. And I don't know what it was on the plane ride home. In the next few days, chills, fucking froze. I, that same night, I was I got really sick. Not during the fight. I didn't feel anything. It's just weird. I'm just happy that shit ended in the first round. It's got to have something to do with your immune it, system. I don't know. I have like no that. idea. Maybe it's the way I did it. It was fucking horrendous. Mm. But um, where was I at? Oh, the fight. No, I took him down. I, mount, I ended up passing the half guard, mounting, beating him up a little. He got out of a tight choke. The guy was a tough guy. Yeah. He got out of a tight choke. Uh, then I got mounted again. I threatened the Americana for the... I still do that. It's a basic move, but I just threatened the Americana. It's almost like... You, you threaten, uh, like you uh, throw a, like a ball at your face, just a reaction, you know? So mm-hmm. anytime you do this, the, the arm comes up. And I used to get it all the time. And what so would you do? I threatened the American Threatened it. The arm came <laughs> up, and I took the arm. And turned it into an arm that, bar. Yeah, it, uh, it turned into an arm bar. So, uh, oh, I see. So I as sh- he defends it, he's defending almost like Yeah, well, you're arm. mounted on me. He and has what to. I do is, am I mounted? I'm saying, boom. Here, right. the arm comes up. I really want this arm, oh, but I threaten this one. Boom. And then you spin over the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I get beautiful. that. Well, I slide up behind it. So even if I don't get it, I could gift wrap him, take his back. Yeah. I still use that on good guys. That's a classic If they don't do it, if they don't do it, I'm like, I still take the Americana. So it's yeah. it's good. If you have a good mount, like, so that's it still works on, you know, I still use it on some of my brown belts. Gift wrap to the back, too, is another classic oh, yeah. combination. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, love it's it. like uh, the Kimura to armbar, Kimura to fireside armbar. Remember yeah. with Conan Silviero and uh, Sakuraba? Sakuraba, yeah, yeah. I First do. time we saw yeah, that yeah. in the UFC, it was like, oh, they she made them fight. Like, they made them fight again after that. Yeah, yeah. That's or was a that crazy the second story? That was the it, second time. Yeah, they yeah, because yeah. the first one, yeah, they stopped. It. it was a crazy story. If you don't know the story, uh, Sakuraba, the Conan hit him, and Sakuraba dropped down for a single, and Big John McCarthy thought that he went out. Yeah, and that's so something he, he does in a lot of his fight. He just drops and goes. He just literally would drop. Drop down to grab a hold of something, and he's he's really fast. Yeah. And McCarthy thought he was out cold, and they stopped it. And he's like, "What the fuck that? are you doing? Yeah. I just grabbed his leg." I'm... So they, they started they the fight back stopped. up. Yeah, again. I guess 
they wouldn't have thought they would have took it on the uh, chin on back in the day. I guess. Well, it's Japan, wasn't it? It's Japan. That's why I guess they do That's what they, they, did they did want, again. right? I was gonna say they don't normally do that. <laughs> They've never done that before. They made them fight again. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. remember. I mean, they, they fought would, that yeah, night, that right? Wouldn't happen. I mean, and Conan, uh, he caught Conan with a beautiful. And this is back when Conan was like a Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu black belt yeah. and, and one a, of the and a big giant big dude. dude. Yeah, big dude. Those Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts back then too. We <laughs> thought of like Hoist Gracie. Like yeah. you never saw Hoist Gracie oh, get tapped. Oh, for sure, man. Nobody he yeah. taps twice crazy so him tapping a wrestler oh, that was huge. tapping Conan was yeah. gigantic oh yeah it was gigantic that was really big and, that, and that's when Sakuraba was just on a, an insane tear that was around the same time when Maury Smith beat uh, Conan too remember he head kicked him that was in, another uh, big uh, moment yeah an extreme, extreme. extreme fighting yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Half Gracie back in the day fuck yeah remember Half yeah. Gracie fought with a wedding ring on did he really? Fuck yeah, he Dude, did. He had a wedding that. ring on. And he's That's crazy. Throwing hammers at your face. You don't want that, man. Yeah, pull up a Half Gracie Extreme Fighting Wedding. I, I, I see guys I rolling in class with a fucking ring Whoa. on. I go, hey, dude, I'd take that off, man. Did you see that one picture from Brazil? A guy, uh, the, the wedding ring cut no. his finger off? I'm scarred from like a, uh, uh, as a kid, I had a, I had a paper out. <laughs> and I had like a, back then they had, I don't know if they still have them in glass, the Gatorades and the glass bottles. So I, boom, I fell and I had, I had to get uh, my glass removed from my elbow. And I remember sitting there, and in the, in the emergency room, there's a, a big fat guy, right? And he had his ring on. I don't know how he got that thing on, and it looked it looked like the thing was about to pop. It was disgusting. Oh. And he's like, so he's talking to the doctor. I guess we could try to cut it. And that thing's fucking, I don't know why, but that just scarred me to this day. Oh. I, mean, I see that finger, and I'm like, oh. There was a photo that someone put up on the underground like a year or so ago. Of a guy yeah. who his wedding ring bent down into his uh, finger while he was training, just cut his finger open, like dig, d- dug to the meat of the bone, right, right down to the bone. It was horrible. Sounds oh. fucking disgusting. There's a gross photo of somebody who got their wedding ring caught when they were getting in their car, like onto oh. the side of the car, and it just Dude. ripped the whole skin mm. layer I, off the I bone. I so do not want to see that. <laughs> it's up to you guys. <laughs> Um, uh, what, what, what were we asking? Oh, Half Gracie uh, fighting with a wedding ring on. Yeah, I can't find any Can't find videos. the video? No. Uh, all right. Here's Don't worry about it. Trust up. me, Half Gracie fought a dude with his wedding ring on. <laughs> I remember watching it back. This is back. That's... I don't think I was even working for the UFC. I was training at uh, Carlson Gracie's on Hawthorne in California. Was that your first place you ever did jiu-jitsu? Yeah, well, first place was Hickson's. I took oh, my first class at Hickson's, but I only took one class because I found another. See, I thought Gracie jiu-jitsu was all the same. And I found yeah. out about Carlson's place, and it was way closer for me. It was only like 15 minutes away. The other one was like an hour away. And uh, so I just started going to Carlson's instead, and I'd seen Carlson's on TV when I'd watched Extreme Fighting. So I knew where it was because of the two bulldogs going at yeah, each other. I thought sure. they looked badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Carlson Gracie logo was so killer. So that's yeah. where I started training. And that was uh, right at the same time I joined was when Vitor fought John Hess yeah. in Hawaii. And he wasn't oh, even man. Vitor. He was Victor back then. He was Victor was, uh, Gracie. He was Victor Gracie. And uh, and what's his name? John Hess was that big, dorky-looking guy. Yeah. yeah, Safta. Yeah, yeah, Remember? Yeah. He had like a street yeah. fighting system. And he, oh, God, what a goofball. And he remember he fought, what was it not. Andy Anderson that he fought? That he, he was eye-gouging him. Eyes? Yeah, yeah, he was eye-gouging him. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember. I used to so, man, when the UFCs would come on, my... I used to get so excited, dude. I used to get the... I was such a friend from the very beginning. My first time ever being on the mat in jiu-jitsu was with a seminar uh, with Horian and Hoyce in Waterbury, Connecticut in the summer of 92. So it was before the first UFC. And I remember they did the seminar. And I was into martial arts for a long time for my father. But 
I used to do like Wing Chun with him, just like sticky hands and stuff. We had a wooden dummy in the garage. But anytime I got into a fight, it would always be, I used to fight kind of, I used to fight a lot, I guess, as a kid. But uh, not to be a, a punk, but it just, whatever, it just is what it is. Um, I used to always grapple. Just out of, I'd start off with a boom and a chain punch and then I'm banging the knee, I'm taking them down just instinctively you know what i mean it's a natural way to fight it's because just, there's too much to control so. yeah. it's hard to control things when you're no, standing up there's no. too many variables hey, dude, you ever go on the internet and watch two wing chun guys fight next yeah. thing you know they're crap oh, i've seen the, it. the worst jiu-jitsu <laughs> match ever it's these two guys they start off and then they got headlocks on they're falling down it's fucking horrendous well you remember that was that one guy that was always in the black belt magazine <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's it. Uh, Ima, Even Botepi yeah, or something like that. Big guy, ponytail. Yeah, nice handsome stance. bastard. Yeah, Man, he yeah, looks like stuff. a legit martial arts guy. I think he challenged another guy, mm -hmm. and next thing you know, they're 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 on the floor, and he's trying to just chain punch <laughs> him on the floor. It turned into a terrible, Horror, old, the worst ever fight you ever seen. Two guys that just never uh, practiced an arm lock in their life, and they're on the ground, yeah, slinging it so, out. So when I went to this um to this seminar with them, you know. I was so I was just like I'm like oh man it's just it's this, there's no forms no bullshit it's just all just moves and then you try to you try to hold them on the mount and then he, you could try to arm I, this is this is amazing this is before the first UFC right and I used to watch uh, what really got me what really got me like just the on a mission to learn this to go to that seminar mm. were those fucking Gracie and action tapes right because. I, as, as you know, everybody's got the town toughie, the kid in the high, toughest in the high school. I was that guy. No, I didn't walk around like a toughie. I was the same guy. I was always a good guy. I feel like I'm always a good guy, you know, people, whatever. But uh, it, I was always the same. I, was, I had an, always had an attitude like, oh, I could take a punch in the face just to give one and take one and whatever, that kind of attitude. Right, right. right. But then I watched those tapes. I go, dude, if, and I had the chance of me running into a fucking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt back then is ridiculous, but I did not like knowing that there was somebody out there that if they wanted to could fucking embarrass me. And I go, I can't, I go, I can't take that. I can't, that's, I, I just, it would, it would be like, man, if I ever, ever tried, and I, uh, you know, I'd watch these tapes of them. And back then it wasn't MMA, it was style versus style. Right. So I would watch the first, the first one I watched and the first tape and I'm like, man, that's pretty wild, man. Those are real fights. And I was around 16, 17 when I watched that, I think. And then, I saw the second one with the when Hoist is just on bottom. Oh, he's on bottom. He's on top, and he doesn't care. And then he gets his jokes on, and and I'm like, fuck. I go, I gotta, I have to just, I gotta learn this, man. And then soon enough, in Black Belt Magazine or somewhere, I found out about that seminar. When I went there, it was so trippy because now looking back, because they were talking about. He goes oh, at the end of the seminar, they're talking about, and I was aware of them fighting with the thing, you know, with the with the Gracie and action tapes. But then they were talking about, oh, well, you know, my brother Hoy's here. He's going to fight. And Horian's talking. And it's, the, you know, this thing, the ultimate fighting championship. It's going to be on pay-per-view. And, you know, if you know anybody that's interested in who's a, a guy that wants to get in it, like that type of thing, uh, who'd be qualified to fight, you know, because there's a lot of martial artists there at the seminar. And, uh... And I'm just thinking, like, oh, oh that's interesting. I'm like, this ain't fucking happening. <laughs> like, they're not going to fucking, what is this, Bloodsport? They're not fucking fighting it. And he would say, oh, we're discussing the, he was discussing maybe a, a moat with alligators. This is, this is yeah, fucking real. Yeah. And then a, maybe a cage. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I'm like, <laughs> and then sure enough, I, we started seeing it. I go, oh my. So then, dude, fuck. When I, that was just such a, 
it's such a for people the kids now that grew up on it it's such a different time back then it was just a just a life-changing experience you yeah know? when i first saw i didn't see the gracie in action tape i first saw ufc 2 did you ever watch them yes you should oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that the, the ufc 2 is what got me into into oh. jiu-jitsu i saw ufc 2 yeah, yeah yeah i watched the videotape of ufc 2 i, I what, you watch you didn't see the first one Mm-mm. no i found out about it once i had already moved to uh, california okay. uh, i didn't find out about it till 94 I was working um, uh, out here, and I had been out of the martial arts world for a while because I had hurt my knee and I had my ACL reconstructed. When I was uh, uh, when I was transitioning from Taekwondo to kickboxing, and then kickboxing into uh, stand-up comedy, I tore my ACL, and for like a year, I didn't get it fixed. It was useless. Everywhere I'd stand, like I would, if I'd move wrong, it would go bloink, it would just pop out, and I wound up getting fixed. But during that time, I fell out of martial arts, so it wasn't until I got back to California and started training again. And once I started training, I was at Benny the Jets Jet Center. That was when my knee was fully healed, and I started doing some kickboxing again. And then this guy came in who said that he saw this thing where this dude was choking everybody, and they had style versus style. And I was like, what do you mean, like, style versus style? It was like, it's no rules. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This is crazy. And UFC 1 wasn't available on on VHS. I had Campbell Uh, McLaren in, and Campbell told the whole story about how they wanted to sell UFC 2 first because it was the most current. So they sold that one first, that and then then you would go back and get UFC one after that. They have some, some fucking yeah. cockeyed strategy. Yeah. So UFC two is the first one I watched, and Hoist was it was Jason so Delucia, he arm locked. Oh, that fucking arm lock was a thing of beauty. Pat Smith, he ch- did he fight Pat Smith in that one? Yeah. He choked him. Choked him. Took his and that, back. Was that the one with no Dan Severn was four? Who was two? Who did he fight? He fought Ken Shamrock too. Remember he tapped Ken Shamrock. That was the second UFC. That was the first UFC. Was it? That was the first it UFC. It wasn't UFC 2? First UFC because he grabbed the wrong way. I always I always refer <laughs> back to that. He grabbed, not to the outside. On the, his head was on the outside. Mm-hmm. So, oh, he just boom and slipped on the rear naked. Yeah. But, um. That's in the highlight film. Who the hell fi- was in the film. second one? Because Dan, Dan Severin was UFC number four, I believe. Right. Because I remember that was big. And he ended up choking him. Now, I wait, I got I know out. it. I'm going to fucking we'll get go it. Go to Wikipedia. Here we go. What when, is it? When did Buffer come in? Like, who's this guy? Buffer was back in the day. That was Rich Goins. Yeah, I remember right? that guy. Buffer was back in the day. Okay, so the, the here's, UFC number two. UFC two is Hoist Gracie versus Pat Smith. Um, Pat Smith versus Johnny Rhodes. Yeah. Hoist versus Remco Pardo. I remember, remember that. that? Geechoke, yeah. Lapel. And then uh, Pat Morris versus oh Pat Pat Smith uh-huh. versus Scott Morris, one of the most ruthless chaos. Elbows. Ever. I'm surprised you don't see more. That was bad. That oh. was really bad. Oh that my god! That was devastating. God. Yeah. Unbelievably good. And Hoist Gracie versus Jason Delucia. Oh, so he beat Pat Smith in the final then. Yes. All right. And then this is also I forgot about Remco. Johnny Rhodes versus Fred Edish. Oh yeah, remember that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that one? That was bad, dude. It's kind of crazy yeah. when you really. Uh, Look at all the fights that went on that night. There was a uh, that was good. There was a lot Michio of Michio O'Hara, uh, Minoki uh, Ichihara. Hoist Gracie fought him. Oh yeah, that Remember? was right. He was bouncing around the little karate guy. And he mm-hmm. took him down and yeah. uh, <laughs> made it look like magic. The That's Remco crazy. one I forgot, and Remco took out that little that little Thai boxer. Um, what the hell was that guy's name? Oh, but Orlando like, Veet. Yes. Right? Remember Drew that guy? him and elbowed him. Oh, that was horrendous, too, because yeah. he, was, he was elbowing him while he was out cold. He nice was out guy. cold. Yeah. Was, oh, that that oh. guy, uh, Remco, was super nice guy. I went to Amsterdam once with a, a Brazilian buddy of mine. We were 23 years old, and we went to his place, and we taught a class there, and we rolled with all his judo guys, and 
that was a, he was such a nice guy. He went out to eat afterwards. What a what a sweetheart of a guy. I wonder what that guy's up to now. Yeah, he became a jujitsu black belt eventually, right? Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, judo yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. and then after the hoist fight, he got into jujitsu. I believe he did. Yeah. The winner received sixty thousand dollars back then of the sixteen man tournament, and the buy rate was three hundred thousand pay per view buys. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ages ago, man. That's a good buy rate to this day. Yeah. 300,000 is pretty fucking Yeah, no, sporty. dude, it was back then. It's just the way they were going was self-destruct, though, you know? Well, I mean? they were, it was, there are no rules yeah. was yeah, the, they, the they thing. A, they had a crazy gimmick with that. They were turning it slowly into a uh, a sport, but it was, you know, it was making pretty it was still a spectacle, though. It was a, back then, a freak yeah. show. Still, no. it made some pretty quick. It wasn't leaps a Japan. Afterwards. Yeah, it wasn't like a Japan freak show, but it was. Uh... That was that was really gory too. Sometimes because it was so mixed match that they would What's have that? like a guy, like a giant beast versus like a small karate. Emma- guy. Emmanuel Larbrough, yeah. but that guy Versa. lost. Well, Emmanuel Larbrough was the yeah. biggest guy they ever had, and Keith Hackney fucked him up. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. He's that big up over ridge hand type of thing. Like it was right? like a I think it was like a tiger paw some type of movement. Boom. <laughs> Keith Hackney, man. People sleep on yeah. Keith Hackney. That dude could fuck. I people know. Up. They think because the mullet, that yeah. don't, don't matter. Well, that was a big was test tough. for Hoist, getting past Keith Hackney. Because he yeah. Keith Hackney could bang. He was and, like the first and he guy. would basically get a hold of that. He would the first guy to use that key as a weapon where he'd mm-hmm. hold it and just whip he'd whip that arm yep. around. He was Yeah. That's the first one to make you uh almost go, whoa. That's, yeah, that's he, a close one. But then he ended up getting him an arm lock from guard, right? Yep, yep. I love it. Beautiful, love beautiful it. arm yeah. bar. But it was against a guy who was real, at the time, a guy who was real dangerous. That was a big Oh, win. no, yeah, he was good. Because that was, was like really a big question. Good. How would Hoist do against elite strikers? He was trying out for the uh, the comeback, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, he was in there with the medicals with me. I go, wow. fuck, I go, Keith Agni. How old was he when he was trying I don't, out for the comeback? He looked in shape, man. I think he's, because Gideon Ray trains with him. Oh, yeah, day. yeah, 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 yeah. So he, they'd say that he still kicks ass. He looked in really good shape. You know, nice guy. I was. <laughs> Very I get nice excited guy. to see these guys. You yeah, know, me funny. too. Yeah. I, I met him uh, once. Know? It was really cool to meet him. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, old school. I would like to meet yeah. the dude with the glasses. Remember that guy, the Canadian guy? If you're coming Harold on, Howard. come on. Yeah, <laughs> with a mullet. He did the, the jumping kick. If you're going to come on, come him, on. Him versus Steve Jenham. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, they got a man. saying where I come from. When you're coming on, then he takes the glasses yeah. off. Come on. <laughs> that was good. See if you can find that, Brian. It's so ridiculous. Oh, no, Harold so, Howard, you'll find that. You'll if find you're that coming on, come on. Oh, man, that was great. And he was a crazy dude, man. Remember he threw a cartwheel kick? Yeah, that's what the foe. He jumped and did like a forward roll mm-hmm. with a kick. Yeah, he was. He was. His big thing was Hoist. Was he got it? He fucked one guy up too, right? Didn't he fuck one guy up? Harold he Howard. Was a, he was a big dude, man. He was. He, he was like, like a karate a guy, guy, right? Big karate guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was hysterical. There he is. There he is. <laughs> On. No, bring it from the beginning. Oh, da, 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 da. Yeah, let's bring it back. Representing. There you are. My name is Harold Clarence Howard. I'm representing Canada and Niagara Falls in the Ultimate Fighting Challenge. <laughs> We have a saying back home that if you're coming on, come on. <laughs> See, that was different. That was for the ultimate fighting challenge. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, ready? Watch this. Watch the this. Finals. Yes. Yeah, he tried a cartwheel kick. He fought yeah. Steve Jenner, who was a cop. He was a cop. Yeah. He gets fucked up here, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah right. Steve Jenner. I think he mounts him. This was I think he mounts him and goes for the worst arm lock. He stood up and walked over. Do you Take have the, the ending Kill that? that song. Kill that song. Do you have the ending of that fight? The song is gonna fuck us up anyway, man. You can't play music. Um, yeah, he gets 
Well, uh, he just he, he tagged like him, him, but it's the worst. But he tagged him a few did. times. I remember yeah, when Jenna was going out. See, he tags him with an uppercut. Yeah, he hit him with a couple Ready? right hands. He yeah. and he's gonna like punches. almost stand up if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he gets a lot of face punches. He's giving no, up. But now the I think he like bar. stands up and gets the armbar. How bad is Harold's ground game? Good googly moogly. Oh, he tapped. Oh wait, who did he? Oh, they threw in the towel. He got thrown the towel on somebody. Yeah, it was somebody else. Master of jujitsu on the ground. So. Me being a jiu-jitsu person, I can appreciate that more than the other competitors All because right. I am a grappler also. Very show that guy's a grappler? grappler so. How do... No, no, it's a different different world. It is a then, different man. world. They didn't really understand what grappling yeah, was. Yeah, they didn't know, man. Isn't it fascinating it, yeah. as a jiu-jitsu guy to see how jiu-jitsu's progressed since 93? I mean, even oh, just jiu-jitsu, like... The, the the level that these guys are at now, the high-level black belts that you're seeing in, like, the world championships, it's amazing to watch, man. That's really nice. And one that just comes to my mind in MMA, a fight that I don't think I don't think it got enough credit, man. I'm sure you'd appreciate it. it was Jake Shields versus Damian Maya. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was fucking yeah. awesome. Because that was... that's two guys at the highest level in, in jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. Like, Jake on top is, is a monster. He Guys who are good jiu-jitsu. Like yeah. good, good guys that he's fought. He passes and mounts, and they know what he's doing. He's still doing it. That's how you know. It's one thing with that move that you don't know gets you, but when you know a guy's known for taking you down, mounting you, and beating your ass, and he's he still, still doing it, it, that yeah. sucks. And that shows how good he is. So him and and Maya just was as just technically just. I, I really got to watch that one again because I was in awe of that. I yeah, like that a lot. Jake Shields can shut some fucking jujitsu down too, and his yeah. endurance and his will, unbelievably strong. You know, I, I was blown away by how easy. Hector Lombard was throwing him. He's a strong dude, man. And he's God. got those nice foot sweeps. He's, I love the foot sweeps. His fucking judo is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he tossed Jake Shields at one yeah. point in time, and I was like, I don't think there's another guy in MMA yeah. that can do that to Jake Shields like that. The way he hits it, it's so fucking it's such a, fast. And it's an unorthodox, I'm, you know, he's, I'm sure guys aren't doing doubles and singles to him with that. Nobody, you ain't that. taking like him down. Hector yeah. Lombard's sprawl is a thing yeah. of beauty. He gets fully flat. Yeah, he's easy. He, I mean, he kicks all the way back, slams you yeah. down, and is completely flattened out. Like, his sprawl is unlike anybody else's. It would be interesting to see, you know... In a, in a longer fight. Yes, that's happens. the so that's when the it's thing a championship fight. Mm -hmm. I would like to say, and I mean, I don't know if he if he like to, I don't think he totally gassed, but he put some reserves on in that last round. Like he, he put started, some reserves yeah. on, and that was that was my point in that fight is that he was supposed to be he was supposed to be auditioning. I mean, there was th essentially there was some critical fights on that card: Tyron Woodley and J and um, Carlos Condit. That was a critical yeah. fight. And for sure, Robbie Lawler and Johnny Hendricks was a critical fight. That was but a good fight, though. It was a great that fight. Was a good fight. But another critical fight was him and Jake Shields, Hector Lombard and Jake Shields. Yeah. And look, Hector was in no danger of losing that fight except for that guillotine attempt at the last round. Ah. But in the standing nice. and the, the way he was throwing Jake Shields around was fucking crazy. He's but a, then he would a, just stand in front of he's him. He's a powerful dude. Yeah. You know? I just don't... I think there's only a certain level of conditioning you can have when you fight like that. I mean, I'm not doubting that that guy trains his fucking ass off. You, there's no way you look like that and move like that and have that kind of technique and skill unless you train your ass off. But I just wonder, a guy who's built that way that moves that way, I feel like you can't do that for a whole fight. Yeah, but I mean, with what? Trying to knock him out? Five then, rounds going full blitzkrieg the way he does when he's going after you. Yeah, but but I think he had some resting on the floor a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no doubt. But I'm saying you have to have um, that. Yeah, just... I mean, you got to fight in intervals with that, right. obviously. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you're in that good of shape and you could calm your heart rate down, especially in between rounds, if you're mm -hmm. in that shape, your heart rate does go down big time. You know what I mean? When you're not in shape, that's when the guys die in those later. If you're a five-round fight for guys that are... 
that are really peak condition, that minute is so huge, man, because it just gets you from barely being able to sit on the stool to, all right, I'm back. A lot of times my fights, the second round, I feel way better than the first round because- Get all the nerves oh, out. Oh, man, I'm now was sparring. I'm ready to go. Like, you know what I mean? It's weird. It's You feel better. I feel better that- uh, that second round, or I've done, I've done that in the past. That's how I felt in the past. But um, if you get on the floor and you get a little, you, if you could relax, especially he's in the dominating positions, mm-hmm. he, third within thirty seconds or so, he should be able to let that heart rate back down. Like you said, it's one thing if he's on bottom on the floor taking a beat, and now you're pulse. You know, you're trying, you're getting hit, and you got to get out, and you're losing the round. How much is it different? You fought at one seventy, you fought at one fifty five, and you've done it. You've done one fifty five how many times? Um. Uh, Delante, Delante, BJ, Curran, BJ, Menjavar, four times. Four times. Am I forgetting somebody? So uh, you you feel confident that you hydrated enough? You did it the right way. I, the, yeah, there was times I uh, at one fifty five. I never, I never gassed. You know, I only gassed in a couple of fights. Period. I feel like. When I mean gas, where it just really started to like, you know, affect me. Like you were talking about the Caro fight. The Caro fight, my second GSP fight. I wasn't. I feel that just second GSP fight. If I was the way he fought that night, he he, it would have probably resembled some of the other fights that he's been winning, where I probably would have lost on takedowns. If I, I mean, that's just my self talk. I'm not saying I would have. Uh, I'm just like, cause I know how I am, and I just know like, I was. But that second round, I was fucking feeling it bad people like the knees i didn't feel any of those knees i'll be honest with you before those knees i took a nasty forearm elbow to the eye where my eye i was looking sideways where I, that's why i went to my all fours to try to to chill but i was already like feeling it hard and i and i i normally up and down up and down is, is the thing i feel really you had gone through something with your back too preparing for that fight right yeah no that was actually the first fight i ever had to uh pull out of ever was my and it sucked because it was the mat my first time i was gonna fight matt hughes so, um, yeah, thanks. Don't why don't you show the fucking Brian. first fight, you cock? I'm only kidding, bro. This is scribe the I'm UFC. I'm only kidding. I'm sorry, man. So, but, uh, <laughs> but like, what, what had happened to your back? You, you... My back, man, I was, um, I was getting ready, ready for the first match. Of all the fights I ever had to pull out of, I, no, I, I mean, this is the first time I ever had to pull out of a fight, but of all my fights, this had to be the time for me to get hurt mm-hmm. where I had to pull out. It just, because this was after the Ultimate Fighter. Right. And, so we went through that thing. Now listen, if you and I'm not, and I've had how many fights in the UFC? I don't really, you know, I talk when it's when I get attacked or whatever. But me and Matt Hughes, I've I've definitely said how I feel, right? Fully knowing that, all right, you don't like what I'm saying, good, because we're gonna meet and, right. and that's fine. Otherwise, I'm not gonna talk the shit, you right. know. So now, now I'm the guy who has to pull out, and I'll get back to the injury in a mm-hmm. second. But you don't know how devastating that was, dude. Seriously, ask my wife. First, second, first time she ever saw me with tears like bad like that, because uh, you know it's like the pride of me, like I gotta fucking right. I can't show up for this fight with this guy now. And what uh, what was the injury? Two herniated discs, L four, L five. I had um, I I got done having a, a a good training session in my Huntington Academy, and I was doing a lot. So I trained smarter for when I actually did fight him. It was actually maybe even a better thing that it got put off, you know. Uh, cause I just felt so much better, but whatever. Uh, I have guys put me in crucifixes and stuff and I'd be getting out, getting out and after five minutes, get up, finish up with 10 suplexes. And it was just, it was just a, it was a gnarly fucking training. And then I cooled down bullshitting with the guys and a nice kid was visiting. Um, he was from the ultimate fighter show. Very nice jujitsu. 
uh, Matt Arroyo. Matt Arroyo. Yeah, I remember Matt. Nice guy. He's just Rob Kahn's student, who's another really good jiu-jitsu practitioner out of Tampa. Um, nice kid. He was visiting. He was staying at my house, and I was bringing him uh, bikes. He was getting ready to fight in the finale, you know? Uh, he asked me to show him a move from Mount. It was like a neck crank from, like, sitting on Mount, you know? So I went to show it to him, and I wasn't. it was nothing crazy. I sat on him. I went to lift. And next thing you know, it was like I got hit with a stun gun. I was just like, oh. And I went down, and man, I wasn't getting up. It was it was the worst. That back, my back, and I got other shit done to me <coughs> recently, but that back shit was the worst shit I have to deal with in my life. I could not, I couldn't, I couldn't get off the toilet bowl. I couldn't brush my teeth. I was, I was, especially when it first happened, I, it was a mess. I tried, before I called off the fight, I tried to go to a chiropractor, just whatever. Right. Whoa, man. They put me up. Dude, first of all, and I'm not, and I know some people love chiropractors and that's awesome. I used to go as a kid and it's great. Whatever's, whatever works for you, you know. I'm not anti-chiropractor, but, but, but <laughs> this fucking guy, you know, he's giving me a speech and I'm sitting there with my wife in the chair, like all weird. I couldn't even sit down. And I'm dying. I'm sweating from it. He's, he brings out this little Tonka toy. He goes, now this is your spine. And if you see, he's putting the thing up and down. I go, dude, just, could you crack me? Could you do something? So, you know, he, so he puts the Tonka toy away and, and then he, he, he tried to, he couldn't touch me. So he's like, all right. He put me on this, on, on one of those, what do you call the ones where you go upside down? Gravity. Uh, yeah. Lock the legs in. Yeah. Swing me around. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I'm going to leave you here. He put me upside down. So I'm upside down. And I'm, and I'm feeling the whole time long? I feel like this leave you he here. goes I'm gonna be right back I gotta you had to go see a girl so what? he went in the other room and I'm sitting there with my wife I swear to you so all of a sudden he comes so all of a sudden he goes alright you could you could turn over what the fuck man my wife's got I put my wife to work so she's turned all of a sudden I'm fucking screaming dude I could it, it was felt like there was just a push in the small of my back like a like a, a thrusting like so as driving. you're hanging by your ankles oh dude he couldn't turn I was screaming like a like ah Wow. It was bad. So the, I, I guess just I don't know what it was coming back down. Mm -hmm. It was a mess. Wow. So I finally I got off. I'm limping out. Right, that'll be fifty dollars. I hit your fucking fifty dollars. Get me the hell out of here. Wait a minute. He gave you you had a charge. The receptionist charged me fifty dollars for hanging upside for down by your ankle for for a, just a a mess. That's I was desperate. They I wanted to charge fifty dude, bucks. To I, let you the hang ride by your back ankles. was horrendous. I remember it like. When, uh, you had back issues, though. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, upper, uh, upper, like uh, my I don't neck. Know. I don't know what that is. I, I mean, that must suck too. But yeah, lower blows, dude. It yeah, blows. upper, you can move around more. You can get things done. Uh, you know. Yeah, no, nah, the lowest sucks. So anyway, I don't know where we're getting with this. Oh, oh, so my, my I, I fucking, I How'd had to pull out of that fucking fight. How'd you heal that? I got an epidural, a shot in my back, mm -hmm. and then I would just do like exercises for it, like therapy. I went to like. Uh, my the, the team doctor, Dr. Sherry, she would put me through different routines. I would uh, just rehabbed it basically. And how long did it take before you felt like you were good? The thing is, this go it happened it. in December, and I and uh, and no excuses. I took a beating my second fight with GSP, but I had to fight him in April, so I had to get I had to get back. To wow! Him. So December, you have herniated discs. Dece it was January, February, I, yeah, March, it was December. April. So you have four it was months. December because George Fort, G George Fort, um, is that the time? No. When the fuck did I pull out of that fight? Was it December? I think it was December. Yeah, it was December. I think, did he fight George instead, Matt? That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah, Matt definitely fought George. He, he fought George instead. Remember? So it was like, I think it was like the New Year's Eve card mm -hmm. or something like that. There you go. 
So yes, I was I was fucked for that. And then I had the it was one of those things where I had the I didn't fight for a while. Well, George got hurt at one point. So right. we had to postpone our fight the first time. Where am I getting? Boom, boom, boom. So we're just trying yes, to figure okay, out. Yes, okay, that's where I'm at. Okay, injury, I'm doing the timeline. Do you actually fight again? Yeah, I had to fight in <clears throat> April. So that means four April. months. I mean, that it was you bad, couldn't possibly dude. have had a chance to get fully it was, healthy. It, I, had a I, had a, I didn't have my best camp. But again, <laughs> I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I would have fucking I know, no, raped no, no, George. I'm, nah, man. You I know just had saying. to ask because it, it is I was what curious it is, man, myself. You know? I just, I feel like I definitely could have had a better showing. Would I have won? Eh, the way he fought, he's so on. He's been so great. At, I prob Probably not. But, or I might not have, you know. I might have. But I definitely, I feel I could have won five rounds, you know. Well, I uh, I asked because a lot of people have that injury. That's real common. And, you know, I had a bulging one. The L4, one. L5 mm -hmm. thing. Like Sucks. I said, I had a bulging one, which wasn't nearly as bad. But when my fingers went numb and my elbows were hurting, like my elbow, like the the nerve down through my yeah. elbow was hurt. I knew it was <laughs> neurological. I'm letting that. So I backed the ulnar nerve. Yeah, the ulnar yeah. nerve it goes down to the the two fingers. These fingers Dude, get numb. Speaking of speaking of the George fight, really quick, because you brought up the ulnar nerve. One of the things I was planning on doing is is fucking when he plays super tight, was just pushing that head up and just snapping him with the fucking elbows. So if you watch that fight, you'll see the fight starts. I go to hit. Ducks under, puts me on my ass. I push his head. I fucking crack him. Dude, I felt like my arm was chopped off. I severe Now, if I sit here too much like this, to this day, it, it bothers me. But I severely bruised my ulnar nerve. I couldn't feel. It was the weird. So I, weirdest feeling. It feels like my arm was cut off. I'm like, what the fuck was that? He forced his half guard, passes my knee line. They're chanting, fuck you, Sarah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this is a fucking horrendous start to this fight. Wow. I go, this is just fucking hard. I go, can we start over? Oh, man. So to this so, day, Oh, fuck? no, that was fucked. For, that was, I couldn't feel shit. It was, I, my, I get numb if I sit here like this too long. I get numb. So yeah. when you were fighting, did it work? Did your right arm work? It, it worked, but it was. You couldn't it feel was, it? Oh, fuck. It was like. Is that, do I have his neck here? What do I fucking? It was weird, dude. So I had not. As went you're to the grappling, doctor. you're not feeling your hand. Um, I'm mo I'm seeing what I'm I'm feeling, but I'm uh no, I don't feel shit in my hand. Like no, that was dude. That was like when my first three yeah. fingers. They 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 were like that for a while. Where I went to the doctor, and that's how I I didn't know what the fucking ulnar nerve is. Uh, that's when he says you severely bruised this nerve. You know. So while you're grappling, while you're punching him, you're not that feeling sucks. your hand. I, I suppose not. I, I don't I don't recall it. I remember feeling it right away saying in between rounds I'm telling Longo, I don't know what the fuck I did or whatever, but it yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it fucking sucked. But uh that's the ulnar nerve, man. And then after that, in sparring sessions, because that I fought after that, I've gotten kicked there. Oh right. Oh, it sucks. It's more than just a, a funny bone. It's more it's like a fucking ah, my arms off. Like in sparring and stuff, even with the shin pads. So out of all the shit that you've had go wrong, whether it's the herniated disc in your lower back, the ulnar nerve in your elbow, or the most recent thing, what's been the one that fucked you up the most? Well, it's weird. The most recent thing with the blood clot thing. Yeah, you had a blood clot for those. Tell the whole story because it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that, 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 see, that was scary in the big picture yeah. because of how serious it was. Jamie Levine just died of blood clots. Really? Jamie, you remember Jamie Levine yeah, of the yeah, WEF? Yeah. It was EC, a, No, yeah. no, WEF, whatever yeah. it was. That's fucked that, up. I don't know yeah. how his thing happened, but mine was, mine's very strange. It's, um, I have something that I, I learned what it was, uh, 
when I got admitted after when they did the test, it was called th- thoracic outlet syndrome. Thoracic outlet syndrome. What is that? Yeah, I remember because my wife. I always would forget the thoracic. Well, what? What is it? It's like Thor. You like Thor? Thorastic. I go. All right, huh? <laughs> so I'm like Thor. Thorastic. I'm like, it's you funny. like Thor? But <laughs> you know, because we watched the Avengers. But anyway, where was I? So. I was training. No, first of all, I was getting a, a pain in my side. Just, I'd go to sleep and I'd be like, yo, I can't lay down, man. I don't know what the fuck this is. Hard to describe. It was, I know it felt inside though. So it was going on for a few days. I go, oh, I got to check this out. I went to um doctor. I got a, um, an x-ray. Uh, you sure you didn't like, um, you sure you didn't, uh, you know, get kicked there or something? I think I'd remember if I got kicked in my ribs, you know, but, uh, no. So whatever. So they thought I had, like, I think they thought I had bronchitis or something inside, you know? So I took, so I, I went on some antibiotics. And then after a little bit, I, you know, it was, I was dealing with it. I was training one day. I was rolling with my guys and uh, my fucking, my left arm blew up, blew up. It just was like, it looked diesel. It looked like I had a, a big pump. And what's funny <laughs> about this, I have no right arm. So I look like fucking Hellboy. I'm like, you know? So I got... I, I, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I'm like, what the hell is this? This was on a Wednesday night. So then, whatever, I slept. I thought I just pulled something, but it felt, something something felt a little weird, you know? Uh, so then, Friday night, road trip with Drago down to AC. We got to uh, corner, um, corner some guys. And uh, that night, it was, I'm like, dude, I go, you know, I can't even touch my collarbone. It was getting to here. I go, this ain't right. I got to go to the doctor when I'm back. So we slept over Friday night, Saturday night I go back. And uh, I, I'm still thinking, I'm still holding off. I'm like, ah, I just drove back from AC, but I was tired. And you know, you know what's bad when I let Drago drive. So <laughs> fucking, you know, I don't know if we were going to wake up. But, uh, you know, I, I remember just sleeping, man. And, uh, uh, and then just sleeping the way home. And just, and then when I got to my in-laws, I went and I took I took a nap again and I was just feeling like a little off, you know, but I still I'm like I don't feel like going to a fucking waiting room and you know, it's annoying. So we went back to my house after my in-laws. Now it's like 2 a.m. We got the kids in bed. And I remember just saying I I I so I got to go to a fucking ER, man. Something's up. You, your body knows when something's wrong, man. Mm-hmm. And I go I I go I don't want to go to sleep and fucking I don't know what the fuck. So my wife at the time was like 8 months pregnant, you know. Cuz this happened in March or and my kid is born in uh, April 21st so yeah so this was she was like you know she was all big and everything and and I she wanted to go with me and drop the kids back off my endless like no 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 I go don't and she was fighting me with that I go you'll fight me with this and I gotta get to the fucking hospital I go you gotta so she wanted to come with me she didn't want me going alone meanwhile I'm still thinking it's nothing serious I end up convincing her I'll call you when I'm there it's probably nothing so I go get checked out and I remember the lady that's uh Checking me, like, uh, you know, filling out the work for me to, the checking me in or whatever it is. She was, um, so, you know, why do you think it's, inf- I thought it was infected or something. Like, I infected something, you know. <clears throat> and uh, she's like, why do you think it's infected? I go, I, I go, look at the size of it is one. I go, you know, I, I could have pulled something. I told them what I do, you know. And they're like, all right, well, it's probably, we'll just, you know, most likely we'll give you anti-inflammatory, but just get it checked out. So this kid that took me up, he used to do some jujitsu. So we, I didn't know. He was, we were talking because he, he saw the fights, so he was bullshitting. And uh, we were talking, and I remember he was doing the thing on my arm, 
to check for blood clots. I go, blood clots? I go, what the fuck is that? He goes, ah, he goes, he goes, you most likely you don't got nothing, but just, you know. So he was looking, we're talking, and then he got quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, I go, you find, he can't tell me, he can't tell me what's up because it's not his place to say anything, mm-hmm. you know. But meanwhile, we're bullshit. I go, did you see something on there? He goes, uh, uh. he's like, uh, nah, he was, uh, you know. I go, dude, Give me a couple of nods if it's a yes or no. I go, what the fuck? What'd you find on there? He goes, nah, maybe a little something. I go, you know, you'll talk to the, you know, you know, he, he wasn't downplaying it, but I saw the look in his face where, all right, you got something in there. So, you know, they brought me downstairs and then they did a, um, uh, what is it? A CAT scan? A CAT scan. MRI maybe? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, they all <clears> blended together. CAT scan is your brain, isn't it? Maybe it was. It probably is, dude. Uh, what is it now? What the fuck did they do? Well, I don't know. They did the whole body. It wasn't an x-ray because x-ray shit wasn't showing up. Right. Whatever it was, they did another test on me. And then they're fucking coming in like like gangbusters. Like, uh, all right, they gave me immediately a needle to stick in my belly for the um, blood thinner. So, like, boom, they give me mm-hmm. that. And then they're explaining to me that, uh, all right, we found blood clots in your arm and it traveled to your side. That's what I was feeling in my side. Mm-hmm. And... And I still don't know the, the severity of it. I'm like, I go, so like, all right, you got to get on blood thinners. And the, the, the acting nurse that day, or acting doctor or whatever, this was about to change shifts there because I was there all night anyway. So uh, I'm like, blood thinners? I go, I go, how long do I got to take that? And she, the lady told me I have to be on it for life. And she told me, I remember, because it's stuck in my head. I go, I can't be on blood thinners for life. I don't know what the fuck is going, you know, this is all big right, happening. Right, right. I can't be on that, man. I can't fuck it. What the fuck am I going to do with that? So it was kind of a bummer. Uh, so I called my wife. She's flipping out. She comes down and she's a mess, you know? And she's, you know, she is an emotional mess. But uh, so then, it, 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 long story short, even though I'm making it long, is they found out I have something called, they, they, my collarbone and my first rib was compressing um, a, a vein or an artery or something where it's stopping the blood flow, causing these blood clots. So what they have to do is go in, they cut in through my armpit, and they had to do, uh, I got a hole in my fucking hoodie. <laughs> the fuck, man? Come on! It's a fucking new hoodie! I think I flexed. No, I don't know. Where was I? So they go in through So they armpit. go in through my armpit. Yeah, now I can show you the scar. <laughs> and, um... They had to put me out, and they had to go in. They had to take out my first rib because it opens up the underneath. Wow. So then the blood flow goes That's through. That's crazy. How many ribs do you have? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, but I have less less one now. How many? Do you know how many ribs? Marilyn one. Manson has two less. Well, you know, and I asked the guy. I asked the fucking doctor. Is there any perks to this? Can I suck my own cock? No, there's no perks. <laughs> I got the rumor. That fucking sucks. Imagine if you could only suck your own cock on the left hand side. <laughs> like, your head leads. Strange. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I heard something. There's a rumor about that. So they so they cut the the rib out. They cut the rib out, man. What does that feel like? It felt just just numb. Like it was just. Uh... Well, first they went in through my bicep. And they and they they took the ones out of my bicep somehow. That for some reason that fucking killed me, man. I remember if you don't take the pain medicine, like if you have to catch up to the pain, like in other words, if you get hit and you're feeling it, mm-hmm. it's worse than if you already are on morphine or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's what they say. So like, don't wait to tell us if it's if it's hurting. You just tell us. Right. So if I'm not saying anything, and then I'm like, oh, that's right, maybe. I'm like, yeah, one to ten. I go, all right, this shit's a fucking 13. I go, give me some, just dope me up, do something. But uh, the one with my inside, 
yeah, that was uh it was just just all numb and it looked really nasty and, and so they cut the rib out. They does cut that, the rib out. Does that I mean limit, I got a scar like <clears throat> a little bit. Does it limit your movement in any way? <laughs> Somewhere. Nah man, I'm cool now. I'm You're rolling, rolling again. again. I mean I couldn't do shit for like months afterwards. Even after two months where I felt I wanted to do something. I was still on that blood thinners for another. So you're not months. on blood thinners anymore. No, no, I'm not. So they said you had to take it for life. Yeah, they originally but, said that. They, they said no. Why? Mind. Because this 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 thing I have, thoracic outlet syndrome, is mm-hmm. uh, a very rare thing. Because I remember as the Dr. Hines, cool guy, sixty five year old guy, and uh, you know, just it's a nice, just a nice dude. And um, I was talking to him about, you know, I never got surgery in all my UFC fights. Even that thing with my back, I never had to get surgery ever right. you know the most i got is some stitches you know so um what potion are you fucking making You're making some bulletproof coffee oh dude i would love yeah, some i got some for you thanks i'm sorry don't, even, I'm just don't worry about it so keep going with the, the whole so story. uh it's happened. such a rare thing the this he, i go how do you do a lot of these surgeries i go you guys gotta ask these fucking questions you know before you get cut open mm-hmm. so uh he goes now nah, he goes nobody does a lot of these he goes there's like i do like four a year because it's very it's very yeah. rare I go. I won the fucking shitty lottery. Then I guess. Do you like it uh, sweet? You ever have see- uh, stevia? Do you know what stevia? Yeah, is? I like. I'll take it sweet. It no, no milk or anything. No, no, no just. Milk. So um, black what, and sweet. Did Thank you me. have to change your diet in any way because of uh, because of this? <laughs> no. no. Thank God they said no. They imagine they say no. No, no, pasta. no sauce. You can't have any sauce. Would you, yeah. you'd be able to deal with sauce? Is if you ever have spaghetti squash? You know Anthony nah. Giordano, right? Why does that sound familiar? Anthony uh, from the UFC, director of the UFC. Oh, yeah, 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 for Lo- sure. Love that fucking guy. Yeah. Anthony um, stopped, uh, he cut back on the uh, the bread. Yeah. And one of the things that he did was he went with spaghetti squash. What is spaghetti squash? It's squash that looks like a noodle. It looks like pasta. How does pasta. it taste? It tastes great. great. He's like, if yeah, you throw a marinara sauce. Yeah? Yeah, you throw marinara sauce I'm going to try on. that. I'm going to, yeah. don't let me forget that. I'm because gonna, if sp- a good. Spaghetti squash? Yeah. Wait, you get that Whole Foods or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bake it in the oven and then you, you scoop do... it out. And with a good marinara you you sauce. Bake... Oh, you, you bake, bake it. it. Yeah, it's a squash. It's crazy. No, because I, I have the homemade sauce. My in-laws, they make the sauce. Oh. It's homemade. Thank you, bro. It's still not going to be as good, I'm going to tell you right now, as a real pasta. It's just not. Yeah, well, that's there's something good about, thing. there's something satisfying about the gumminess of real pasta. But you know what? I have a I have a decent balance, maybe a little imbalance because I do love the pasta, and I'm the type of guy now where like I'm taking my kid to to dance class, and she, oh, daddy, let's go next door and get some pizza. I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna have a slice of pizza with my kid, right. and I'm just enjoying myself with that. But there should be a balance. There always should be a balance in life. Well, so. I've never had gluten free pizza. It doesn't suck, but they have gluten free pasta that's fucking badass. Really? And yeah. tell it's me a rice based pasta. What is the problem with gluten? Is it really that bad, the gluten? It's and now not brown that rice, bad. Is brown rice considered gluten? No. Because people are like, you can't have gluten. No. What the fuck? I don't believe brown rice is gluten. No? I think gluten is just wheat. Here, the issue is gluten is a type of protein, and your body has a hard time digesting certain types of breads and wheats. And one of the reasons being, one of the big theories behind it is that they made wheat and uh, bread a lot tougher to, uh, so that they could, so they could deal with pesticides, and so that it could, uh, it could grow. Uh, so it's not the old school stuff that you used to get back in the day. Right? Exactly. That's what you're and That's what apparently around the 1950s, they start, they changed it. Yeah. And uh, the gluten and the bread that you're eating now is just hard for your body to digest. It's easier for your body to digest things like Ezekiel bread, like a sprouted wheat bread, is easier for for it to digest. But the reality is. Just all wheat. Wheat's kind of tough. It's yeah. not that it's bad. Like you can eat it. It's just so you're moderation. better. You're better having the regular Wonder Bread than having some whole wheat bread. No, that's wheat too. That's <laughs> wheat too. That's gluten. 
Oh yeah? Yeah. What the white bread? Yep. Yeah, that's got gluten in it. Yeah, wheat has gluten in it. Pasta, all white pastas, all gluten. That's all gluten. Dude, all right, listen. But I'm telling you, you can get some gluten-free pasta. The gluten-free pasta, the fresh stuff is not fucking bad. I had some fresh linguine the other night. Yeah, it's hard to tell the difference. It really is. But I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look into that. I am. I know. I know how to fucking. Definitely know how to fucking drop weight. I do it every time I got a fight. But I got a, I like the gluten-free pasta. That might actually help out. It's not, I'm telling you, yeah. it's not bad. It's like a rice-based pasta. As long as you get the fresh, I've had how the is dry the rice stuff. Pasta? Is that good? The dry stuff's it... not good. It seems to me like the dry, the dry stuff, stuff, you know, the dry, like dry uh, shells or, you know, little little different, uh, uh, what not what, what are the little fucking like ZD and things along those lines? Like, in, what do you mean? In, like, yeah, it's dry and the then boxes. you throw it in the water. Yeah, but how do you it's get hard. this stuff? What do you get you got to get fresh. The, it's like in Whole Foods, they have the squash. It, well, not no, not Wait, just squash. We're talking about pasta. Yeah, about gluten free actual pasta, but the fresh stuff so wait, is what you, you want. That? So it's like it's already soft, and you throw it in and you boil it for like a minute. It's like the okay. noodle. You know, if yeah, you, but like, where did, did your you grandmother make fresh uh, fresh pasta? Did your grandmother make like uh, like from scratch like pastas? No, no, my my in laws do like that. They do the mignocchi. Have a mignocchi? Yeah, my grandmother <laughs> was from from the boat. She, oh yeah, both my grandmother and my grandfather came from Italy, and my grandmother used to make. Homemade sauce. They used to grow tomatoes, and they, my grandmother would make homemade pasta. Like everything was homemade, and it was you got used to that taste. is a very different taste than yeah. the dried pasta. Like dried pasta is still really good, but yeah, it, no. it tastes different than fresh pasta. Dude, I could talk about pasta. But fresh, ling- fresh, gluten-free <laughs> pasta is pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's not bad. The dry stuff tastes like shit. The fresh stuff, pretty fucking good. And it have a huge difference as far as. Oh, yeah, you feel better. Yeah. Your, your body just digests it easier. Yeah, no, nah, listen, it's not the best training food if the, the pasta and the pizza, you know? You should definitely. It's I just kind of gummy. Do that on the weekends. Yeah, it makes you feel bloated and, and whatnot. Yeah. It's fucking good, though. It's great, though. Great <laughs> Brian, pizza. Brian, am I lying? Is it good? Good pizza. It's fucking Come on, great. man. Okay. It's just real hard for your body to digest. Yeah. That's all it is. But it's, you know. If you're hungry, you should eat it, you know? It's yeah. not like. It's way better to eat it than to be starving. Yeah, you gotta have a balance. It's like passing the guard. You need some balance. <laughs> <laughs> the just the taste of it, though, it's it's hard to fuck with. Apparently, it's very addictive, though. What's Apparently, that? Gluten, gluten and sugar. Really? And, yeah, it's like yeah. You know what? It's funny because what I used to do when I would, and this is going back to my early days of training, I would be like, oh, I can't wait to eat the my pasta and this and that. I would almost have to get myself to get into it again because I'd have it and be like, oh, I'm so used to eating clean. And I'd be like, oh. You got to try that. Try that coffee. It's delicious. I've it's been sipping it the whole time. Too. And the stevia. Yeah. Stevia is fucking fantastic for it you. It is? Super strong. What about Truvia? I don't know what that is. is Throw that, that shit on the floor. You ever hear Truvia? I don't know. But you don't need it. Whatever it is. I think it's called Truvia. It's probably a brand of stevia, but there's just a stevia extract That's from good. a plant. That's... No sugar at all. I got to throw that and splendor it's good on the you. floor, you're saying. Oh, yeah. This is way better for you. Way better for you. I don't know how the fuck they make splendor, man. I know, but that stuff that's comes good coffee, from a plant. Though. That's yeah, fucking delicious. Bad, right? no, no, it's bad, my friend, man. I, dude, you know I'm a coffee guy. Yeah. I am an espresso guy. You know what I used to take all the time before I used to... Longo used to put me... I never had a... a you know, people have different... Now they have a personal trainer. They have a boxing trainer. Right. Longo was my... Uh, Go-to I guy. had Henzo for jiu-jitsu, and he had the other guy... Take, took care of not only the striking, the sparring, but the uh, conditioning. Longo used to always get me, Longo used to get me conditioned for just grappling matches. Really? He's all oh, fuck, man. I used to gas out some of these Brazilians back in the day when they used to just, they, they'd fade out after a while. They Where did of, Longo learn his shit? Man, he, I don't know, he was, a, he was a mixture of just, he had the verse climate back in the day. I did that thing forever before it became a popular thing. That thing mm-hmm. was, I fucking hate that thing. I hate that, that thing. It, that, it, that thing. 
could make you, that thing makes you want to stop. It makes you want to quit. <laughs> I hate that thing. I used to do 15 minutes on that thing. 30 seconds slow, 30 seconds pop, pop, Yeah, bah. yeah. Well, I used to do the fight on it. He used to take me to the fucking Herrick's High School, and I used to run this hill. That's probably why I got fucking back problems. I should blame Longo. But he used to, I used to do, like, for the BJ Penn fight and some of my earlier fights, I used to go up this fucking hill, just bah, bah. Five minutes, tie pants at the bottom, back up. Sprinting, wait, Longo put me so through some great, great conditioning. I ne- conditioning was one, one thing I pr- prided myself in because I used smarter takedowns and different strategies to get the fight to the floor. Um, as I got older, but I used to just be just bull rushing, double, single, double, just get against the cage. Just b- basically, I would call it just a fucking bum rush, <laughs> jujitsu bum rush. Just, I get a hold of them, and you know, the takedowns from the clinch is so much. It's so much a better. It's so much a better game for the for the for the fight game as far as with conserving energy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I was in such condition for, from fucking Longo. You know what I mean? Through doing these fucking workouts. Longo's a maniac, isn't he? Oh, he's he's a he's a great such guy. a character. I love listening to he's, him he's in between guy. rounds. There's videos of nah, you guys good. both giving instructions oh, yeah. in between rounds. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's uh, nah, he's a, the guy is a, a genius in what he does, man. He re- standing up, it just like. Like I know my role, like the, like as far as that's why I think we have a really good relationship as far as with coaching guys because you know I'm more of the ground guy and I'm and I'm an experienced guy from being in there and having wars and whatnot and and I know how the mindset is and whatnot. But but Longo, I mean he he'll just he makes you believe in what you're doing standing up. And as far as conditioning, that guy would get me and get not only would he get me in shape, but he would knew he know, there's a certain anybody could call out fucking jump squats till you fucking die. And you're, and you're cursing them. Anybody could do that. The guys with egos and this and that. Some guys you don't want training you because oh yeah, I made you puke today. No, it's he'd break. He'd push you. A, a smart trainer pushes you past where you feel you can go because you always have some more than you think. Doesn't make you cursing them, but not to the point where you're just fucking discouraged. So he would get me where I'm out of shape. For that, for instance, because the Matt Hughes fight when I did have to fight him, I came. That's when I. I fucking I gained a lot of weight with that one. That was bad, and I got to the back. He wasn't even looking at me. He um fucking Longo, and he wasn't. When I first came back, I go, dude, you can't even look at me. He goes, oh fuck, I didn't do this. Look at you. He goes, fucking, you're a mess. He goes, so he I had fucking he but he brought me back. And when I fought, he was that second, but the second time when I trained from the second time, I got I was I was in was phenomenal shape. So I was in such good shape that it I was so irked that I didn't do more. During the fight, because I expected different things. I expected maybe a little bit of a different fight, uh, but whatever. I, was, I mean, I was in really phenomenal shape. But Long, credit to Longo for knowing how to bring you up the right way, you know. No, you guys have talked about doing it again. Are you serious about that? The thing is this. I would fucking love to. I because I can't stand that guy. Still, you guys I, didn't. No, the thing bury is this. It? The thing is this. I thought we hugged it out, right? I, and I'm not a guy that. that yeah, I'm not gonna still want to hang out with the guy, but you know, I'm not out of respect. We right. did fight, and after you fight, you do feel, all right, man, we've been through something. All right, we left it here. Right. And then this, this is this is. Let me. I want to explain where my head's at because oh, you're obsessed with the guy, dude. I don't. I don't think about the guy. How about that? I don't. I got my life. I don't think about this guy. But you ask me about him, obviously, or it comes out. It just comes out. I okay. Mean, but uh, not you in particular. <laughs> but the thing is this. <laughs> I did this thing called the ultimate. Uh, there was a special called the ultimate Hughes, ultimate Matt Hughes, uh-huh. or something. For, right. For it was for Fuel TV or whatever it was for. And so they came to interview me, and this was after we fought. 
So before we sit down, I go, all right, no, he, he, was, he was gentle to me, right? The guy was like, no, no, he didn't say nothing bad. And I'm like, all right. So the, you, if you watch this thing, I'm definitely saying how, you know, the guy's a legend and, uh, you know, he deserves to get the, you know, this and that. And he did, you know, at the time, stating facts because the mm -hmm. guy was, you know, One of the a greatest great of fighter. All time. For sure. For sure. For sure. But, um, you know, and then, and then the show comes out and I'm like, hey, honey, hey, this is the thing I did for those of us watching. Oh, hey, come here, kids. And all of a sudden, this fuck goes, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, Matt Sarah, you know, he's the one who walks in the room and he has to, you know, be the. I, I go, dude, really? Really, motherfucker? I thought we were done with that. And now, you, I don't do the. Don't. You're doing. You're not talking to somebody. You're talking to your show here. It's going to be seen. You're. you're, you're so you're. So, so, you know, that to me is the first step in being just, hey, man, all right, all right, that's where we're at. Because I'm cool. I don't, mm. I don't look for fucking. I'm doing, I'm fucking, I don't. Look for fucking trouble, but I'm. I can't. You know, you're gonna really gonna you're gonna talk that nonsense. I'm giving you compliments, and you're fucking. I'm the I'm the loudest guy. Fuck you. You don't like me. Is this like Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone in that movie? Dude, you fuck. Kevin what's the matter Hart? with you, <laughs> fucker? That what's the name of that movie? I never seen it. Was it's, it the comeback? Is that what it was called? The Grudge Match. I want to see That's that. What Joey was it good? Diaz was it a good movie? Yeah, Joey Diaz is hilarious. Oh, he's in that, Joey yeah, Diaz? Yeah, Joey was that a good movie part. or no? Yeah. You it's fuck. worth going. Yeah, Long Longo goes, yeah, it's the Italian Jig uh, uh, Digstown. <laughs> you ever seen Digstown? No. You never saw no, Digstown? No, but I know what it is. Who saw Digstown yeah. with Louis Coop, Gossip Jr.? Oh, actually, I did see that. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. And James Woods. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But, uh, yeah, Louis Gossip Jr. is a boxer, right? Yeah. But the thing is this, with this whole thing with Hughes... Recently, now, he, he, I saw on Twitter, that's what happened, this girl, so that's what happened, that's why I didn't, I'm like, ah, oh, the guy fucking had to open his mouth again, whatever, but I'm not sitting there ranting about it, whatever. So, on Twitter, you know, on Twitter you get a lot of knuckleheads, or, and this, this girl, whatever, saying, um, let's do Matt Sarah, Matt Hughes uh, at the expo, fan expo, grappling match, so whatever, you ignore shit, you know. All of a sudden I see, you know, this guy... The, the cornball starts writing in. Oh, Lynn, what would that what would that consist of? What would the rules be? It's like, all right, now I see where we're going. Now you want you're trying to lead. Oh, I'd be up for it. And then no, if I'm so I write back. Not even if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get in shape and compete. And, and, and mind you, I'm I'm living my life. I'm not sitting right. here going. I'm making a comeback and I'm working with. I have a I, I enjoy my life, man. I'm very. I'm very, sure you do. Well, I mean. I'm very lucky to be living. I know how it is out there in the real world with certain people, and and you're in that rat race, and you're. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like. I am very, and me and Longo talk about this the whole, the whole all the time. We're lucky to be. You're lucky when you do what you love for a living. Man. Mm -hmm. I got my schools, and and I built my schools up through my my fight. Nobody gave me a dime. It's all through my fight money. I upgraded the schools, and I and and you're and a great I, instructor too. You're oh, really passionate you, about jujitsu. You know a lot about jujitsu. Thank you, and um. You know, I get to I get to spend all the time with my kids because I, I get to take them to school. I take my oldest to preschool every other day, and I I take them to dance. I, it's just it's a good I get to, mm -hmm. so I'm living my life. I'm not sitting here right. waiting for a comeback or whatever, you know. So, but I see this, so I have to address it, you know. <laughs> and I go, look, I go, if I'm gonna get in shape to compete for his Hughes, I go, no no offense, but I'd want to hit him, you know. I mean, because it's honest. I mean, right. I'm not gonna get in. Listen. I there's certain things in my life that were not so much a bucket list, but there's things I experienced that I feel like I quenched. It doesn't mean I can't go back to that, never doing a jiu-jitsu match again. I wouldn't rule that out. But there's certain things I feel like I accomplished where it's like now I can move on to like even before I got into MMA, which was one was Abu Dhabi 
and uh, and 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 even like one of the biggest things I ever, I felt at the time was so so special to me is when I did the Pan Ams in '99, because back then Americans weren't winning so much. So when I, when I went to Miami that year, and uh, and I won, that was one of those things where just Henzo was there. He gave me the brown belt on the spot, and I fought some tough guys with in that mat in the in the you know not fought you know I didn't a lot of times I don't like I, I, it's weird when people say they fought people when it's when it's jujitsu match yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it just, it just strikes me strange I, I, yeah I, well it does because you've I, been I, an MMA fighter yeah because yeah. I'm not fighting yeah them. it should I'm, be a match it's it a match it really is a match yeah. not, you didn't fight him match. you did not fight the guy right but, but at the same times at the same time uh, I feel like I quenched certain things like the thing with Abu Dhabi I mean I went first that showing right I had such a I did stuff where people I, I feel in that world is the equivalent of what I ended up doing with GSP. Like the thing with John Jacques Machado. When I mm -hmm. came into the scene, those guys that it was the Gracies and the Machado. So the fact that I'm on the same mat with that guy is ridiculous. Yeah, you and you beat John Jacques. Yeah, yeah I, I don't see how this segues right? into how I'm, I'm not trying to brag about myself. No, but it's, it's a big accomplishment. Yeah. Look, in the world of huge. grappling, people don't know how huge that is. That guy's phenomenal. He's been my instructor since 1998. Yeah. Yeah, I love John awesome. Jacques. He's, he's and he's amazing. You know, even a, a decision victory over John Jacques is yeah. very impressive. No, he's dude. He's phenomenal. But, yeah, um, he's a great. You still train with the great guy. I haven't trained at all in a long time now because of my back. I'm oh, just really? getting back into it. Yeah. I'm I'll, just I'll, getting into shape I'll, enough so it doesn't... It's, I'm three months out from that blood spinning shit that I had done. Uh, I had that uh, yeah, Regenekine thing Yeah, done. I heard about the and, stuff. And uh, I'm going to go through one more for my upper back. Really? But, you're yeah. feeling it when you're rolling? Yeah. Right? I feel it when I do a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but... My neck is 100% now. My neck was really bad. My neck uh, was what was causing the older nerve. The neck's uh, not bothering me at all anymore. Oh, it's really? my mid-back. My mid-back is the only thing that's still fucking with me. Wow. Depending upon what I do, like what kind of working out I do. You know, I was you know I've been speaking of the kettlebells before. I've been messing around with Ooh, those. And really, really like they're amazing. Them. But I think the guy fucking my buddy killed me with that too much one day, and I was fucked the next day. Well, you got to make gotta, sure that you do just it the, the right swinging way. With the, mm -hmm. Yes, because if the posture's off. Yeah. You could put you a know? lot of strain on yeah, some various... Yeah, but I love it. I enjoy it. The Turkish fucking delights, Turkish, Turkish get-ups. Yeah, those are tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Windmill, do you windmills at all? The windmill, uh... Windmill, it's like you clean, I, You know, press. I don't know if I know all the names. I do the one where I yeah. bring it between my legs, mm -hmm. I bring it up, I bring it up. Clean press, yeah. yeah. No, those are tremendous. Yeah. The, the, figure, uh, figure eights? What's the, that? I don't know the names of this shit, mm -hmm. but it's... I, I did. He showed me... He'd tell me when I'm doing it. I know the Turkish get-ups because yeah. it reminded me of the fucking Turkish delights from the fucking movie I saw when I was a kid. The Turkish get-ups uh, are fantastic for grappling, too, yeah. for core strength. That's awesome. Yeah. And I like it. It's all mm -hmm. basically doing the Gracie get-up at one point. Yep. You're fucking, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cool. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, there's nothing like kettlebells for, for strength and conditioning. Yeah, one, it's One cool. of my favorites. I dig it. It makes it fun. It's really you good for I mean? grappling, too. Like It yeah. translates translates really well for I'm gonna, grappling. I'm going to mess a lot. I mess around with that a lot more, man. You I'm ever fuck that. around with clubs or maces or any of those things? I got things? all that shit at my school in Huntington. Scott Sonnen, dude, he's got some great videos, man. The guys are doing it. I got a my what is it called? The uh club bells. Yeah, my, or, back uh, in the maces. day, one of my black belts, Persian Nick. He runs my uh Bayside Academy. He um he had those things back in the day. The oh, so clubs. yeah, those are yeah. Iranian wrestling. Yeah. They used to use a lot of those. I guess that's where he got it from. Remember yeah. the Iron Sheik used to fucking swing those around? He did, didn't he? Yeah. That was an old school technique dude, for dude, developing strength. They would have these hardwood ones where it was like a long handle. It was a big, fat, hardwood thing and these clubs, and they would swing them around over their head. It tr creates tremendous shoulder strength yeah. and forearm strength. 
It's fucking wild, man. Yeah, because they're odd. It's like odd weight. Like you're holding yeah. a handle, and the weight, the he- weight's all up here. It's like all wobbly and shit. It's very difficult to keep steady. Yeah, yeah. You I know? like that stuff that result requires some technique to it. Yeah, well, everything, everything I guess requires balance. technique to it, but it's different than just your regular bench pressing and whatnot. Yeah, because like maces and kettle or, or maces and club bells, there it's like a it's a real awkward thing you're doing. You know, this mm. long pole. Like, try holding a 25-pound uh, club bell in your hand. You'd be amazed at how awkward yeah. they are to move around. They're so awkward. Like, the first time I used them, I had to put it on a scale. I'm like, that fucking thing's not 25 pounds. Then I put it on the scale. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And you it's can't just, do any of that well, shit right now? Well, you can do it, but it's just No, weird. I'm saying, like, with you right now. No, I can do all that. Yeah. It, what fucks me up is rolling. Yeah. Anytime anybody you know gets you, my neck, you know anytime what, anybody, uh, anything... Like anything I, that puts it, pressure in the middle of my back, if I get stacked, I would say, you know what I, I mean? It's different back and uh, yours is upper. I don't even know, but with my lower back, what I do now is uh, I, when I usually start off, I used, you know I guess I could call the shots to my place, but I get a, you know I get my guys if we're doing round robins, me and a couple of my guys, I could be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on top. We'll do some round robin passing, and I stay on top. Like I'll pass twice, or I'll pass like four times, and then they'll go twice, and and uh, I stay on top, just passing. Passing, and then when I get really drippy and, and loose, then I start. Then I go to my back, and yeah. it just and then I'll roll for another hour. But it's it's uh, you it warm just yourself helps me. Up. If I get to my back too soon and I'm trying to get, I first of all I feel like I I am not gonna be getting out as good if I'm fucking tight. You know what I mean? But once I get loose, it's a I'm a different person. Do you have a you know? warm up routine that you do before you train? Do you have like a uh, specific warm up routine? No, I actually I actually like to hit some pads. Nothing crazy, just technical. Just get loose. Just left, right, hook, you know, kick, and or just even just right, left, kick. And I have a certain combination I like to do, which is my uh, overhand, left uppercut, overhand, and uh, and I just like just do the body mechanics of it, and then I get nice and loose with that, and then bang out like like ten kicks, nothing crazy. And I like to finish off with a lot of tight kicks too, because it's like I'm tired. I try to bang out like twenty. Eddie Bravo had a back problem for a while, and he started doing a series of these yoga routines for lower yeah. back, and he would do them before every class, always do them before every class. Really loosen everything up, stretch everything. Out. I gotta try that. I, I I used to like the uh, the Bikram yoga, like the hot yoga. Oh, that's fantastic. But shit, man, it's like an hour and a half, man. It just kills me, man. I'm like, mm. can't you guys do this? Like, like if I could do that for 45 minutes, I'm, I got to run around, man. Like, right. I can roll for that long, but I don't think I got the patience to listen to the fucking waterfall music and stretch for fucking <laughs> hour and a half. Whether there's MILFs in there or not, I can't. I got to get the fuck out of here. It depends entirely on now like, what relax, kind of instructor like, you have, too. Yeah, I guess it's got to be, you know. If you get one of those fake yoga instructors, it's very annoying. Like, yeah. fake fake spiritual dummies that has like yeah. they'll sing and chant in class and this is all like where i was i was way. all like whatever just middle-aged women and whoever else and i'm like dude what am <laughs> this I- long island in long yeah, island this was in, Lo- this was in uh, actually woodbury i'll say because i'm not going back there <laughs> but uh and i'm i'm and it's, then it's me and i'm just like you know did you find it helped you in any way like you that was that was back around when i fought george the first, the, after I fought George too, I'd mess around with that. And, uh, no, I liked it. I really did. No, when I was younger, I could do, I could still, maybe another 10 pounds, I could, I could do full split. I could, I used to be able to grab, grab interlock my hands. I'm not doing it really? now. Interlock as I could do a full split. When I was coming up, forget about it. Very wow. flexible. I mean, you know, like back when I fought John Jacques, very flexible. That's why my guard was very hard to pass back then, especially. Fuck. Yeah. It was like it was like you're almost past, but I'm a, I'm a stocky guy. Carlos Senior, Carlos Gracie Senior, um, used to say like, "Oh, you, 
it's hard guard to pass because uh, even with the geeks, I could, I'm upper body, I'm strong, but I'm very flexible lower body. So mm-hmm. I'd be able to make a little bit of space and I'm short. So I can make this, you know, you, well, you you're taller than me, but I'm sure you can get your limbs in quicker than a really, Long you know, every body type in jujitsu. You know, I know certain guys love the long, the lean, but every type, you know, bodies for jujitsu because you're thinking like the Hadra Gracie type, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. But every body type has its pros and its cons, and it's got its advantages, the disadvantages. You just got to do what's best for you, you know? Right. So I love my body type for jujitsu. You like know? a guy like Paul Harris. Similar. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, real stocky. I, I love watching that guy fight. He's scary love, as fuck when he gets out of the leg. I love watching, like, guys, you have to be well rounded, but I like watching, like, purists, guys that are, like, he's. Like he's got that one weapon that could fuck that could fuck everybody. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, why Belcher's win over him was so impressive. Oh, that was good. Alan Belcher like yeah. happily went into that world yeah. and countered every step he's of the way. With Soneka doesn't he mm-hmm. work with Soneka? I think so. Yeah. I think that's who. I don't want to say that out. So I'm not sure. I I'm gonna, I'm gonna that, but maybe not all the time. I think he does though. But whoever it was, they trained yeah. him well because man, his his uh, leg lock defense was on point. I mean, yeah. Paul Harris had a hold of it. And he yeah. couldn't couldn't do shit with it. And Alan no, got he out was of getting it and the knee to the, the floor, I believe. I gotta yeah. watch that again. That was good. Oh, he, no, he kept this cool. Yeah. Well, he was comfortable going to it. To the, it. The didn't thing about him at all. the thing about the, the Pal Harris, what I notice is he comes out almost like a knockout boxer. Mm-hmm. If he's not knocking you out, then all of a sudden he starts to mentally short circuit. A little well, bit. it's what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about a guy like Hector Lombard. Like he's so fucking strong and fast and powerful. But the reality is, to move like that requires yeah. a certain amount of fuel. But I don't see that. I, I think it's different with Pell Harris. I think it's more of a mental thing. I don't think oh, he's yeah? getting tired. I well, I'm not attacking a guy. I'm a big fan. I love right. watching no, as I a guy, too. and he's like my body type. So I love, I love watching him fight. Short, well, he's stocky. scary. He's scary the way he gets guys' legs. Like the Mike Pierce fight was it was so scary that I think the people might have jumped the gun and getting mad at him because in that fight at least I mean the guy gets a hold of him the guy touches him and he stops yeah I mean it was like a second I mean and you know more than anybody does when you're in the fog of war yeah I mean here's one of those things where either he I think what he say he was like scarred because he um I think he used to train with Murillo Bustamante before Mm -hmm. I think he left camps or something but uh, I think he used to say that because that happened with Murillo that time with Matt Lindland when he let go of this, he, yes. he let go too early, and then next thing you know, he had to submit him twice in one yeah. fight. Yeah, great fighter, Murillo Bustamante. Murillo Bustamante, very very watch. underrated. Guys, I come up besides, of course, Enzo Gracie, my my master, and uh, the Gracie family in general. Two guys that really I liked was uh, Murillo Bustamante and Fabio. Um, Gurgel? Uh, Fabio Gurgel. Fabio Gurgel, who a trained Marcelo fan. Garcia. Oh, big fan. Yeah, Fabio They were great jiu I love, I love their jiu-jitsu because both those guys, both those two, uh, Murillo and, and Fabio, had very good t- top games, very good bottom games mm-hmm. for his big guys. Who's yeah. fighting Kerr for 30 minutes? The other guy's fighting big Tom Erickson. Exactly. These guys had, they have, and, and at the time, they were both throwing the get in and, you know what I mean? Big Absolutely. fan of those guys. They deserve uh, some recognition because a lot of newbies don't know who the hell they are. And sure. Bustamante beating Matt Lindland like, yeah. the way he did it. I mean, he essentially beat him twice in one fight. Yeah. And it was another oh. big John McCarthy fuck up. Sorry, John. Uh, you're the best. Yeah. But but it was true. He uh, yeah, no, Bustamante happens, yeah. tapped him, yeah. but Lindland claimed that he didn't I, I think John, I, I, I think I remember like like even during the fight, like John realized he fucked up. It's like, I mm-hmm. meant my, it's my bad, but you got to fight still. Like right. that type of thing. And that was, yeah. you know, it looked like he was tapping though, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, it was a long time ago, but I remember being like, "He's got him!" Oh fuck, you know, I was one of those because yeah. I was so rooting. Fact, and I'm cool with Linlin too, but, but you know, I'm a. How know, would they, a the right fan. way to start that back up again though? Wouldn't you can't it be... put him back. You know what's funny? Yeah. How about this? That happened to Drago. 
uh, in one of Drago's earlier fights, he fought a studly wrestler. This kid was a known wrestler um, in Jersey. Straight up arm lock. And then they're like, uh, and then he got it. And they said the ref is similar. The mm-hmm. guy stopped it. And the other guy said, I didn't tap. So, uh, and I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have let them still fight. I should have made us think about it. But I'm like, all right, start him back in it. Fuck it. Now, Drago's like, I'll do what you want me to do, you know? And I should, it was stupid. I, but, but, you know, Neglia, and I love Lou Neglia, such a great guy. He's like, ah, you know, the crowd's going to be, you know, but he is a promoter, you know, the crowd's going to be upset. And he told me, I'm like, ah, I go, I go, fuck, I go, I go, Drago, I go, he's like, I'll do what you want me to do, you know? And fuck it, there's never, that dude, that motherfucker's. So what happened? Put him back in the arm lock and Drago took the arm again. (laughs) <laughs> so it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it started them back in the arm. Oh, lock they started them right back where yeah, they were. Right back that's, in the arm lock. You know, I think he had to break the grip again because the guy grabbed. Well, but he that happened at Paul Harris at Abu Dhabi. You saw that situation, right? No, they were scrambling out of bounds. No, but that, wasn't it weird with the Avalon, was a leg lock? Avalon yeah, yeah, yeah. But didn't he crank that? And yes. Then... Well, not only that, they started him back up with the leg lock locked in with Paul Harris. So all he has to do is ready, set, go, crank. You can't do that. You can't agree to that. You can't agree to get back into that situation because that situation was not a static situation. Oh, man. That situation is in the middle of a scramble from beginning to end. That's where you're at. You can't just start at the finish line. Ready, go. Yeah. You can't stop it and start it like that because it was always moving. You know, it, it was in, it was in yeah, the process of moving. And, and you get a guy who's as strong as he is. With great technique and, great and he knows technique. how to adjust. He might might adjust it a little tighter nasty. as the referee's waiting it's to start nasty. him up again. Oh, dude, it's nasty. Of course, right? That's hard. To, when if you ever been on the receiving end or anything to do with leg longs, you're fucking especially heel hooks. They're heel hooks. Horrific. I heard that's why they stopped it with the, the original um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. Is that they were blowing out too many legs? Yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah, especially with the gi. Fuck. Yeah, you can't get out. I, you know, it's funny, man. I still. I still go for them when I'm wearing gi. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going in any Monday else anytime soon. <laughs> That's why. I mean, what am, what am I? What are this? Uh, what are, Do you ever think about some doing guys that? Get too soft, man. But what's that? Do you ever think about doing that? I mean, even if you didn't fight again, would you ever think about competing in jujitsu? I would. I would. I wouldn't. You know, nothing on the radar. But I would. Uh, I, I would consider that again because I do love jujitsu. There I, was a cha- There was a time. I'm sorry. No, uh, please go. There was a time where I, I, I was upgrading my schools and I got the Christmas cards made up already it was gonna be Sarah MMA and then at the last second I go fucking throw those cards away I stick it to Sarah Brazilian Jiu Jitsu be Sarah BJJ and that's what I did with my schools I was cause I'm like you know what not that you get a different crowd which you you, you could you know and everybody wants to be the next champ cause I got the best of both worlds I got schools where if you walk in my schools there's certain nights you walk in and like on a Tuesday night is is is, is becoming a legendary night man cause I got all the all the all the MMA guys there, uh, all the guys you know like Weidman, Valante, and um, all the guys uh, and, and guys who are visiting, you know, even guys just popping into town. They visit guys who are from Bellator, whoever else. Mike Chandler just stopped down. Nice kid, for sure. great guy, great guy. But that Tuesday night class is is a uh, is is a, is a murderer's row for sure. You know, my six o'clock uh, no gee class. But uh, there's uh, most of the time. I mean. I mean, my, I teach a lot of the guys who are paying your bills are the average guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I love jujitsu is such a great thing for everybody. And I got eight, like I teach seven, eight year old kids up to guys in their fifties, women in their fifties. And you can always have an MMA and, class yes. if you have a jujitsu school. No, for, nothing wrong with. It. I got Thai boxing. James Gabriel runs my Thai boxing program, and uh, I got a women's uh, boxing class, kickboxing class starting up in a couple weeks. Like I have, I, I like to tend to everybody man because the martial arts is, is, mm-hmm. a, is a beautiful thing you know and you feel like you're paying it for I feel like when I go to work 
I feel like I'm paying it forward every time I get on the mat. Not to sound like a fucking for sure. No, but it, it's no, card, no, no but it really is. It's you know, true. I, I've seen you teach. You know, you no, love it's, it. It's you good. really love it. And if I'm ever not feeling it, I'm gonna have somebody teach for me. If I'm in a, a because you have it, it's it, the t- the key to being a good teacher is you have to give a fuck. You mm-hmm. have to have passion. If you're mm-hmm. not otherwise, doesn't matter what you teach. If you're not into it, it's you're going through the paces. Well, and it's I also you get something out of it. I've seen you. I've, I've seen you uh, when you're teaching. I mean, I, I saw when when I first when we first came to your school yeah. when you were telling <laughs> Drago like wh- you know wh- what to yeah. do or how to change or maybe there's this new position. Yeah. Or maybe like you get real fired up about it. Nah, I you love it. it. I, I do enjoy it, man, because you know that's so that's so good. Like for the students, I, mean, I remember. So, I remember when we went. There. You remember? I, li- I lived at that academy. You remember? Oh, I don't know if you right. remember. This. I remember everything. I'm like, I'll tell you the story. You know what's through here? I'll tell you the story. He had a bed down in the basement, <laughs> and he uh, had a bucket like a uh, like a milk jug that he would piss into in the middle of the night <laughs> because on. he was drinking so much water. He was when you drink a lot of water, like if you're in high level training. You gotta drink a lot of water, and you gotta get up and pee in the middle of the night, left and right. See a fucking jug. giant jug by his bed. Just, Put his cock in the That's jug, it, and man. that'll ruin your night's sleep. I and you know what's funny with that? I did. I got into a habit of that. Mm-hmm. Up until I got married. <laughs> up until I got married, I was still doing that. I swear to you. I've always wanted wife, to do that, but I've never gone through with it. It got, but it got to the point in the beginning. My wife would start going, "All right, I can't. You can't I have can't a jug of piss by the Oh yeah, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so eventually, you know, my wife was like, "Oh, this has got it. Come on." You kidding me? I'm like, all right, the kids are getting older now. What's <laughs> they this? might come in and knock over the piss. I, I care. So I, I did, but it started. You saw the origins of that uh, infamous. Uh, and you're funny because I remember, um, you know, I showed you the room, and you go, dude, I'll never forget. You're like, dude, you live like a fucking Spartan. <laughs> yeah, it was. Spartan I was never, as fuck. never late for class, man. He's I used right to just, upstairs. I used to get up for my fights. I used to get up. Meet my buddy uh, Sergio. He's a well, wrestling uh, kid I knew from uh, elementary school. Meet me at 6 a.m. Get up, warm up, do the shots, work my wrestling with him. Go back to sleep, get back up, train jiu-jitsu. We'll go to Longo's. Go back, chill, get back up, play some Xbox down there with the guys, go back up. And <laughs> I lived there. That was supposed to be for two months. Because what happened was I had a I, I was roommates with um you know Rodrigo Gracie? Yep. Great, great guy. He was he was one of my closest friends, man. And um we still talk once now and then on, on through Twitter and, and whatnot. But uh I lived with him for over three years. We had an apartment together. What great what what great times. So we got our black belts on the same day. I don't know if wow. you know that. No, wow. You know you know how I got my black belt? <coughs> uh Henzo put us me and Rodrigo, who was like my best friend at the time, man, and, and my roommate, I was getting ready for Pride. That's when I was going to fight in Pride. It was a 2000. And he put me and Rodrigo to roll. This is back on 37th Street when Henzo had that academy, not the uh, the blockbuster now. It was still crowded as shit, but it was upstairs from a methadone clinic and this wow. and that. Oh, it was nasty. But uh, he had me and Rodrigo have a, gra- a jiu-jitsu match, 10-minute match. Go ahead. I want you guys to do 10 minutes. And once in a while, Henzo would do stuff like that out of the blue. And it's, it is what it is. I don't mm-hmm. know if he wants to get us used to the pressure of everybody watching or whatever. So me and Rodrigo went for, for, for 10 minutes. And it was, thank God, it was a very even match. Otherwise, it would, one of us, somebody would be depressed. But Because uh, he took me down in the beginning. And then at the very end, I got up. I put him down. I'm trying to pass. And it ends. And then Henzo hands out the black belts right there. It was a wow. beautiful thing. Yeah, It was awesome, man. It was an awesome, awesome moment. 
So uh, that's a high. That's such a like yeah. an honor to get a black oh. belt from Henzo too. I mean, and I'm H- one of those guys where oh yeah, just like Hickson, Henzo. Yeah. You know, like that's like t- top yeah. of the food chain uh, name dude, to have Henzo, a, your listen, black belt under Henzo Gracie. I always go back to no matter. No, whatever I achieve, he's always above me and ahead of me, and he's my instructor. Well, he's just a mentor. great human being, too. He I took love me that out of a sec- I was literally in a security guard booth, and I'd, I'd work from, I had the clip on tie, work from midnight to eight in the morning, and, you know, for nothing, under $200 a week, just so I could have enough money to get on that train and go to my college, which was the Henzo Gracie Academy. And I used to, uh, I then I started teaching for Henzo in the afternoon. No, no, wait, before that. I would just go there just to train, and then Henzo, and it, Henzo just after a while would be like, "Dude, man, you you're training like shit." He's like, "What is your problem, man?" He's like, "Why are you so tired?" I go, "Dude, Henzo, I'm up fucking up all night, man." I go, "I go, you know, because if you have, do you ever have to work all night in a job? Yeah, for a period of time. Like if you do it for like I over used to deliver months, newspapers. It, it wasn't all you, night, but I would get, up, I would show up at work at three o'clock in the morning on uh, Saturdays. Yeah, and most days it's, it's not 5 normal, man. I don't think it's, you. It, I don't think it's 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 a healthy thing, man. I thought I was losing my mind after towards a while, man. I was just getting yeah. whacked. You're not supposed to sleep during the day. Yeah, and you don't sleep. You don't sleep like you sleep during the night. You're not going like six hours. Even if you get straight through, you wake up like two hours, then you'd go back, and it was just yeah. a fucking mess. But um, you know, it affected me. So then he's like, listen. Quit that fucking job. Help me here. So fucking Amy. And I go, really? You know? So the next day, I was in there scrubbing the fucking tour. I didn't give a happy as a nice. happy as shit just to say that I could do that for right. Henzo. You know what I mean? And how old were you then? I was uh, 19 or 20, something like that. Perfect. Maybe 20. Perfect time. Yeah, something No like responsibility. That. That's it. Get no, gangster man. with it. No. And it was funny, <clears> man. Pursue your dream. Yeah, man. What and belt were you at the time? Purple belt. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was good. What a what a fucking fun yeah. time that must have been. Oh, it was so great. Purple man. belt. Henzo just took me Henzo. under his wing, man, and then you know that changed my life. And what I, year was this? I was around twenty. Uh, I'm thirty nine now. I want to do fucking math. When was this? Nine, oh, late mid nine. Late. What year was this? Nineties. Yeah. It's probably around the time I was going to be fighting. Around ninety seven. 98? So is this right? is like right when MMA is, yeah. you know, you got Frank Shamrock, After the WCC, the champion, yeah. Armbar's Kevin Jackson, yeah. remember that? Yeah, Ensign fuck yeah. Anyway, yeah. Armbar Hoist Alger, yeah, remember that? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Royce, yeah. it was Royce Alger. Yeah, and they made American. a big deal about him because fuck he was yeah. uh, a badass wrestler. And Ensign got him in the arm mm-hmm. lock. He got Randy yeah. Couture in an arm lock. Fuck too. yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he got tough. Randy Couture in an arm lock and he also hit him with some of the nastiest kicks from the bottom, from the butt scoot yeah. position I've ever seen hard leg kicks from the butt scoot he was like the first guy that figured out you could fucking pack a wallop from that position him and his brother was skilled skilled practitioners his brother was egan his brother egan you know is like one of those free dive champions what is he he's a free dive champion he can like hold his breath for like seven fucking minutes well he looked they they were both very athletic yeah you know, Egan was a is, he's one of those guys that like with no scuba equipment will just fucking jump down the bottom of the ocean and yeah. hang out for a few minutes. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, he's uh, he was a racquetball champ too. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Just yeah. all around stud athletes. You know? Yeah, no, that was back in the day. But that's yeah. what yeah, that's what Henzo Henzo gave me. Like I used to just do private lessons out of there. It was funny, man. I mean, I used to, dude. I live. You're never as sharp as when. Like, it's so funny. Like, I tell the guys now, like, I think back of my times with Rodrigo, and I'll give, I hadn't even finished that fucking story. But, um, and the time coming up training, like, I used to teach a private lesson near my house in Woodmere when I lived with Rodrigo. Get on the train, 
teach that afternoon class, go in the city. In a city, it's different than going to a movie by yourself in Long Island. In a city, it doesn't matter. There's just, you just So I used to walk around the city and go to a comic shop or go eat with the guys, go, go see a movie by myself. I didn't care because at 6 o'clock, I was fucking training. And then... Have after after training at six o'clock, I'd that'd be to anywhere from six to like eight. I used to jump on the um the one and a nine uh the one nine train back up to uh Columbia. I used to teach the jiu-jitsu course, so I was living on the mat, man. Wow. Just it was like I would never felt so sharp in my I'm life. Sure, it was so. <clears throat> it was such a. It's 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 weird because when you look back, you have nothing but fond memories. But when you're in the moment, it's you you know you're loving doing what you're doing, but you still. You don't know if you're gonna be making like you, you feel like it can end tomorrow type of right, thing. You know right, what I mean? Right, where it's right. like, all right, I don't have that pension in how many years? That's why I'm like, all right, I gotta start mutual funds now, where I would put money into something when I had no money. I would just do it. I used to live off the privates, and I'd get I don't know how much I got from the Columbia thing, but it wasn't a lot. It was ridiculously low, but it was again that was steady though. Privates canceled. I still had that money coming in. Right. You know what I mean? And then once in a while, I take a super. I, I take a, either a grappling super fight or I take a the local fight where I'd sell tickets, make money. But anyway, the thing is, the journey is a lot of guys that you got to still, you got to really keep your eye on the prize, but enjoy the journey. Cause the journey is, uh, I look back with all that stuff with fond, fond memories. <clears throat> it's training. hard to realize that while you're in the middle of it. You can't, right? that's what I'm saying. Like I look back now and like, Oh, sometimes you're like, Oh man, that, that was, you know, I didn't accomplish what I accomplished yet, but Man, that was just such a fucking, that was just a good time, man. I had such good times with these guys. So, Rodrigo, me and Rodrigo, man, we lived with each other. But we had funny times, man. We lived with each other for uh, a few years. And then he started dating this um, Brazilian girl, right? And she had a couple of kids. So, I was getting ready for my Eves Edwards fight, right? And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I go, listen, man. I go, if you're getting serious with this girl, let me know, dude. I don't want to fucking, I mean... She has a fucking, you have a couple kids and it's me and we got the apartment here. I go, should I start looking for a place or you want me to keep this or what are you doing? Man, he goes, are you crazy, man? I'm not getting married. Are you fucking crazy? You see married people? He's like, I'm not getting fucking married ever. So he goes to my fight. Fucking Eves Edwards, the, the fucking Mandalay Bay in 2001. So we come back, you know. Man, did you hear? I go, did I hear what, brother? I went through an I do drive through It's crazy. It was like McDonald's, but I'm married now. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? An I do drive through He goes, man, he goes, you drive up? And they have that in Vegas, I guess. So he got married through an I do drive through So I go, all right. So this is when I was building my school. So that's when I'm like, you know what? I got a kid stay here. Right. I go, dude, I go, um... I go, my buddy Persian Nick was building. I go, dude, put me a room in the basement. That's how I ended up there. I go, stay here until I get a place. And then so it was supposed to be two months. It ended up being two years. <laughs> and I didn't give a fuck. You're doing that at 26, 27. It's cool. You're doing it at 45. It could be sad. I don't know. But at the time, I wouldn't change a thing. Isn't it, it funny? Great. Because it was cool. When I saw that you lived like that, it was cool. But yeah, if you were a 55-year-old guy. Now, now, I got that. now I am like, you know, I drove Longo. We drove Longo to the airport. He went with me out here, you know. And uh, he, he's already going back. He's on the plane now. But it's funny. Now I'm like, I'm in the minivan. I got I got Longo in there. I got my three kids, my wife. I go, dude, I'm fucking Clark Griswold now. You believe it? <laughs> I'm telling Longo, I go, you believe this? The only time it's fun for a guy who's in his 50s is after a brutal divorce. Oh, like, there you go. He's free. 
I'm free. Fuck you. I'm just going to teach jujitsu yeah. in the basement. Stop telling me what to do. <laughs> but this is why I got nothing and I'm happy. I'm free. Oh, man. Your uh, fucking tentacles <laughs> in the basement, oh. pissing into a jug, sleep, <laughs> sleeping yeah. like a baby. <laughs> Something that I say, honey, now I'm going back to that fucking jug. Sleeping like a baby. Oh, man. <laughs> There's some guys, man. It's, that's, that's what it takes. It takes yeah. a horrible sort of a bad relationship for them to appreciate just being alone. And yeah. then they can go right back to that basement and be happy again. Yeah, man. It's not for everybody. I mean, now, see, right now I'm in a stage where, like, uh, it's just, a, you know, you, it's funny how you get to different chapters of your life. Like, right now it's like, it's just so weird, man. Now I'm like, man, how do I have three kids and I'm going to be 40 in June? And I go, how the fuck did this happen? Like, this is just weird. But you're having a great time. I mean, no, I can't complain, Life is man. a crazy journey, And we right? got these young guys that we're working with who are really... The one thing about me and Ray, man, we got the guys we were we 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 were cornering, whether it's Chris or Al like Quinta, who's doing mm -hmm. fucking great. There's not enough talk about Al. I don't no, think. I, I mean, don't just in so general. Either. I mean, the guy, the Miles Jury, and that and that kid's a young stud too. Yes, Miles he Jury. Is. Yeah. I mean, if you look at who Al's beat, man, Al's like, I mean, mm -hmm. on that show, they, that kid beat that kid. That kid was a tough kid, close mm -hmm. fight. Yeah. If I remember correctly, but it shows you just where Al's at, man. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's why I said that the other night um, during uh, his walkthrough that Miles is undefeated except for the ultimate. Yeah, they never fighter. mentioned the fight. Oh, no, did I you say that? It. Yes, oh, I, didn't I did. That. Yeah, because that's it's nice. kind of well, it doesn't. You know, he didn't fight. He fought on TV, right? Or did he fight in the pay per view? Did he fight in the pay per view? It was pay per view. This? Al or um, um, Miles Jury? It was pay per view because he fought Diego. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. So during the walk up, I said that. That he did lose yeah, on the man. because it doesn't count. They count him as an exhibition. I, hey, listen, man, I don't give a shit. I count mine on the house. I fucking had Pete Spratt almost need my face off, man. I'm, yeah. I'm counting that shit. Yeah, you might not have it on my record, but I'm taking that. Well, I'm, I'm counting that as a win. It's stupid that it's an you exhibition. Know? It's a fight. Nah. I mean, they whatever the record. So it's not. It's not cool when they say he's undefeated because it's kind of weird. It's like mm -hmm. nah, not really because he right. Lost. Not it's, him, and I'm not attacking that kid. I'm saying no. in general when they no, say that. No, he's great, you know? but it is weird that that, that doesn't count on your record. I yeah. get it because you have to, uh, you don't prepare yeah, as much. Yeah, it's something with the- You uh, have to fight the guys. It's yeah. in the house. Even if, you know, a lot of guys, they're not going through it totally healthy, and they might not have even accepted that fight if yeah. it was in any other situation other than a tournament. Oh, no, listen, that, 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 that experience alone, too, I mean- that's What another, was that like? Because you were already oh, a professional life, fighter- and then also, you know, and that's boom, funny, and that goes back comeback. to what we were talking about. See how things come full circle mm. with, with Carol Parisian. Yeah. Is that's what we were talking about before? I don't even think we even finished that because after that, he um he blew his leg out, man. Mm -hmm. So he got the title shot. It looks like I took a fucking beating in front of my students, my my fiance, this and that. So the word, I remember when that happened. I'm like, oh dude, I almost knocked him out. I almost knocked Carol out in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That dude got a fucking and I, I'm up whatever. You have to do what you have to do. So many there's so many little things in MMA that. The little, the, the the slightest little zigs instead of zags, if you don't do it, it's a totally different fight. Mm -hmm. Like Pete Dragosell, he might, he really should have only a couple losses, man. I mean, right. he has a lot of fights. Nate Quarry, um, the second one, the first one was pretty premature, but you could argue it. The second one, he could have took that to the floor, but he stayed in front of him. And Thales Lates, a guy that he took a beating on the same night I fought GSP. Mm -hmm. He had him in the, he has such a sick guillotine, Drago. And he even t and he's an honest guy. He goes, Matt, man, I had him at one point in the neck. He went to go, and I used that to get on top and finish, but the guy fell up against the cage, so he couldn't get on top. These little things mm -hmm. make the – it just impacts careers. Where well, he so could have might have tapped him if they were in a better Oh, exactly. Spot. And I mean, that's him. Hard to tap Talos Lades, but – Oh, no, no. And if he, he goes, Matt, 
like Drago, I don't even think he'd say it in an interview. He's he's a very humble guy. Mm-hmm. He goes, man. He goes, I, he goes. I'm man. I had that fucking thing on. He goes, and if I didn't, I'm telling you, I'm getting. If I'm not finishing him on top, I'm mounting him with it. And and I listen. I I know what it, I know what his. I, right. He's got a sick one. You know that's what put Brony to sleep. Yeah. And I know they're different guys, but it doesn't matter, man. I, that you know when you it's when he it's choked on. me with it when I was a blue belt. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, it's sick. Yeah, it's, it's good. Vice. So it's just one of those things where like in that, for instance, I almost knocked Caro out. And at the time, you just like the fucking that Jim Carrey movie. Laces out. If I only fucking, what was that? Fucking Ace Ventura or something. You, you think like, if I just did a little something different, if I just would have, but things, I mean, if you want to say things happen for a reason or whatever it is, the experiences, they just, you know, by him surviving that, he got a good, for instance, a couple of things with Caro. One, if I got him hurt, I kind of went apeshit to finish him, which wasn't horrendous, but I didn't line up my shots, which I learned from and helped me out later with George. But uh, another thing, man, he went to get a hold of me, and I flipped him over. I would have mounted his ass, too. For all fucking A, I would have. But he was propped like this against the cage. He got a fucking judo grip in my shorts, and he, like a gorilla, pulled himself up to my <laughs> chest. And I remember going to Yamazaki, he's got my shorts. By that time, he fucking got in the clinch, and he was cool. He got away. I shot a big load, and fucking, I was a little, and he was, you know, that motherfucker wasn't getting tired, so... Yeah. So little things could have, if I would have did that to mount, that might have been fucking different right there. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, but, isn't it? So, I mean, I'm not, at the time, you're fucking, not suicidal, Do you but you're very that, upset. that the cage is the right place to fight? Do you think I that mean, there's a I better think, way I think guys that they haven't figured out? Listen, you, you could say the the ring and it worked for pride, but guys were going through that left and right, and there'd be a lot more of that. I mean, what about like a surface? Like a, and remember when Frank Shamrock had yeah, that I thing saw going that. on? That was lame as shit, no? <laughs> what was it called? I don't know, but that thing, you think that thing. Oh, how about the Yama Pit? Like Bob Myrowitz made a comeback with the Yama Pit. Remember that? Uh, Yama Pit fighting? I think so. I that think, was like, uh, I think, like yeah, I a, think, I, unfortunately, I think, I mean, I think you need the cage. You know, I think you do. I mean, what, I mean, these things all. Mm-hmm. They, every, people are trying these things, and right. exactly it is what it, it feels. It sounds like it seems like the ultimate venue would be like a big basketball court that's matted up, where there was really no left or right. You stay in the center. There's no left or right to go. It's just a really big space that's completely matted up, where you don't ever get a the wall. There's got to be a limit somewhere. Otherwise, maybe. guys who are running, they, where are they going? Yeah, what is but, it? Be, but know? the wall is a weapon. You know, the wall, you can hold yeah. a guy in place. It's a tool. You can yeah. keep a guy in place. So the wall becomes a factor in the fight. It becomes yeah. a factor in but the guy's being learn able to how get to, up. You should learn how to get out of a situation like that as, mm-hmm. a, as a martial artist anyway. A van is a fucking weapon, a fucking wall. No, no doubt. I think that you should learn how to get out of that. And if the guys can keep you against there, it's your fucking problem. No no doubt. I mean, you as know? far as, like, martial arts, self-defense, yeah, as far as sure. that. But, but it is. But, it is what it is. But for a fight, wouldn't it be better if it was just a giant flat surface? Like if yeah, they but fought, there's got to like, be a, what, then people are gonna be going out of bounds though. There's got that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, in a fight, I think it's so you have to have some kind of right constraints on where you're headed. You know what I mean? Like maybe they got the, uh, maybe there's like penalties if a fighter moves past a certain boundary. You know, yeah, does that gonna, make sense? And they're no. gonna be fucking having the they're whistle stopping it. it like fucking football. Yeah, what the fuck? What would they do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, hey, listen. I I know what you're saying because it does, but. It because does a make guy a difference, can cut you, know? you off. If a guy can cut you off and pin you up against the cage and knee your thighs yeah. and you know do all that shit that guys are doing today, you know that wouldn't be happening if they were just clinched up in the middle of a giant surface. You know, it's true. Like maybe but... have dog collars on. They get shocked when they get over the. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> you know what I like about that? The fact that he doesn't even address it. Right. He gets. <laughs> 
I'm ah, used to them. I think that like a I big open I like, you're saying. Like, what if they had like a football size arena? You know. And then I think you'll Can't, God you forbid you get middle. a guy that's that that loses some heart. You have one guy. It might be funny. You might have one guy just chasing the other guy. <laughs> what was the fight with uh, Nate Quarry when he's running? You yeah. might have one guy running around Caleb the whole Starnes, guy. right? Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things Caleb where Starnes. what if a guy loses? You know. I mean, it's that, not not the best idea. But it yeah. just I know. Listen, I know what you're saying as a martial artist. You're saying, listen, I'll, it's guys are using that as as a weapon itself. But they're also using it as a tool to get up. Just fucking you know? belched into the microphone. No I worries. apologize about that. Guy. It's hard to get up if you were just in the middle of nowhere. If you're just yeah. in the middle of nowhere and you're just on your back, and a guy's on top of you, he can keep adjusting as you move. He can hold you in place. You can never put your feet up on the cage. Oh, you're saying as far off. as using it to get up with the yeah, wall walks back and up against the wall and wall walk. There's all those things yeah. that allow a guy to get up easier. Yeah. It's pretty significant in my opinion. No, it makes a hu- it does make a huge difference as far as skill wise, because without that wall, you'd have to learn to use your either your underhook mm-hmm. or your butterfly hooks to elevate to get up to your butt and get up. Do you remember when the wall That's... used to be an advantage for the grappler to hold a guy down? They used to think that you press yeah, a guy up yeah, against yeah. the cage. And well, then... if guys aren't good at getting up, that's still guys are still doing it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not for nothing. Rashad versus Chael was. Mm-hmm. It's just it looked like very frustrating for Chael because you know he just couldn't get out. You Rashad's know what I mean? too good. He's just too good. He had him like knee on belly. But Chael's the greatest. That was talker. like a jujitsu. Yeah, that? Chael's the greatest talker of all time. Yeah, but at two oh five, he really can't fight a guy like Rashad. Rashad's yeah. too fast, too strong, too good, yeah. too hungry, too too fill in the blank. Uh, he he still yeah, chill. You know, I know. Well, with the styles make fights, and that's yeah. a rough. That's a terrible. A rough, style that's a rough. I mean, he also you know him with Shogun went well, and mm-hmm. I believe that was at two hundred five. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. What do you think about Shogun and Henderson going at it again? I think that uh, it's the last TUE fight. Let, let me ask you something. With Henderson, he's just coming off a, a knockout. I yes. know people might say it's a little quick. I don't think. I think it was legit. It was legit. He got knocked out. Has he ever been knocked out before that? No. I can't recall. Anderson no. stopped him and choked him. Um, I don't think anybody's ever stopped I think him and strikes. I think that's very interesting to see how he comes back. I think that could be a big thing. Well, I mean, it, it might make it might make not a difference in the world, or fought, it might make a difference. He fought TRT Vitor. TRT Vitor. <laughs> when 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 we go down over errors of the greatest, most impressive fighters, there's going to be a part of me that is sad that TRT Vitor has to come to an end. It's a part of me that's very sad. Yeah. I mean, I see the argument that it's unfair. Do you remember you talked about how him him beating John Hess and this and mm-hmm. that? Do you remember yeah. those fights? Fuck yeah. That's why it is TRT Vitor. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Oh, for sure. That guy was fucking an animal back then. Do you think that guy, do you think that was fruit and vegetables back then? It wasn't. In fact, I know it wasn't because his trainer died. His trainer was a young guy named Curtis. Do you remember Curtis? Hmm. Curtis was a giant dude who had fucking these veins that looked like garden Oh, hoses. probably if I seen him because I probably he seen was, him in the corner. He was so big. He yeah. was so big and he would work out. And um, Eddie Bravo and I went to like one of the early, early UFCs together. It's back. He was there with Ricky Rocket. It was when Eddie first and I first got to meet each other. And we weren't even really good friends. You met him. We met Matty. Where'd you meet? I met him at John Jocks. Okay. And then uh, I met him again at one of the UFCs. Ricky Rocket from Poison. Yeah. UFC fan. Really? Yeah. And Eddie and Ricky and a couple other guys from John Jocks had come out to one of the UFCs, like Louisiana or some shit. Okay. And Vitor was there. And uh, we worked out at the same gym as Vitor's trainer. And Vitor's trainer was. I seen him before. Purple. He was in the corner, no? He was in the corner before. Yes. He Big was, dude. He huge. was purple while he and was that working out like a grape. He's doing <laughs> he's doing tricep extensions like this. And he doesn't even look like a real color. Yeah. I mean, he's so juicy. He died. He died. He died. Uh, Young. You know, in his thirties. 
in his early 30s, yeah. he died of, you know, just overjuiced. I, I had a guy like that, man. Big guy, Trevor Smith. What a what a nice guy. He was 280 when I used to roll with him. That's another guy I did oh private God. lessons for. And I was a purple. And I used to roll with this big, huge guy. Nice. What a nice guy. And limber, quick for that 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 size. I think he got up oh, way over 300. God. And uh, he went to Vegas, and he ended up having a heart attack or something. Well, this guy um, was the guy that, you know, was hanging around with Vitor. So yeah. did this guy get Vitor on illegal substances? Only Vitor knows. Yeah. Only well, Vitor I mean, knows. You know, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. is Look, uh, you can't take away from the guy's skill. <laughs> oh, no, the guy's always. The guy's great skilled. Ja- great jiu-jitsu, great striking. Yeah. And, but, goddamn, TRT Vitor, that era. TRT Vitor. That's what I'm going to call it forever. Everyone's going to call it forever. <laughs> if you look at oh, those I mean, he's TRT been down, fights. He's been nuts lately, yeah. Look at the fight with Luke Rockhold. I really wanted that, I really wanted that fight. With, I mean, we all wanted it. Chris wanted it. I, I, oh, that would have been a good God fight. I, I feel... I feel uh, I feel that would have been great for a good fight for Chris. Really good. Fight. I think it's a really it was a really fascinating fight, man. Because yeah. if you look at him, Dan Henderson, Michael Bisping, and Luke Rockhold, those are the TRT Vitor fights. That's a TRT yeah. Vitor era. One of the most impressive fighters of all time in yeah. those three fights. In those three yeah, fights, and those guys are all studs. Those are yeah. fucking spectacular victories. Three, yeah. three true. absolutely spectacular yeah. victories. No, that's true, man. That Vitor. Uh, that's the, why, and that's why I think I think that uh, it's really upsetting that that him and Chris, you know, yeah. that didn't work out because I think Chris had the recipe to to, to really shine. In well, it'd be really interesting you know? too from a style. I mean, just look at Chris in, the, in that first round with Anderson. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know what it is? No one gets overshadowed. That that first round was could be very well a ten eight round with Chris and Anderson. It gets overshadowed. The first of the fight or the break. second fight? Second fight. Second fight. Oh yeah. Oh because, for sure. Or the first fight too. Could first have been. fight. I mean, same not, thing. I mean, but he knocked him, him down. With the tight yeah. he did the. Oh, he hit him with that hand and he hurt him. He almost he could have had him out of there, but that was so such a dominating uh, first round mm-hmm. that uh, you know I you know just the best was yet to come be, before that. But I know he won, but still. He was Molly Anderson that first round, and yeah. it was disturbing to me because I had an issue. Um, you know, look, obviously I'm no doctor, I'm no medical expert. When a guy gets KO'd, though, and I see a guy from who gets brutally KO'd come back six months later, I'm always like, hmm, man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. listen, it's obvious that guys lose their chins mm-hmm. for a reason. See, I, I'm pretty I, I'm pretty lucky in that sense because I fought a lot of, especially my earlier fights, I fought 100%. I mean, I'd get my sparring in and this and that, but I would be very jujitsu based like... That's why everybody thought I was going to get destroyed by St. Pierre because mm-hmm. they thought I'd have the same strategy of closing the distance, get it down, and right, right, strike right. my way in. Mm. But that's what I would do, you know. But um, where the fuck was I going? We're talking with about this? guys getting KO'd and then coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fights. So in other words, like I didn't have too many fights like my last fight with fucking Chris Lytle or else def- if I had fucking five fights like that, I'd be. Worried. Yeah, but still, you didn't get KO'd in that fight. No, I didn't get of, KO'd, but I. But I, I, I. That's one of the fights where. Uh, that you know, you know, I don't even think I had a concussion after that fight. I was fine, but I did. You don't want to eat too many. You don't want too many of those fights. Yes, you know what I mean. No, I, I waited to to, 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 quest, to quench that thirst as I uh, as I went on in my career because I know I'm not going to do too many of did those. Did you have that fight? Did you have that fight like that? The the fight with uh, Lytle like that? Like the stand up? Like did you make it a stand up fight because a lot of people complained about first, the first fight, fight? How bad it was? Yeah. Well, they co- there was a lot of booze oh, and it was you guys. Yeah. I thought it was a great fight. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. It was, yeah. A little too much up against the cage, but man, canceling let each me, other out. Let me just tell you really quick. And and again, it kind of goes back to that 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 Caro fight. I lost that fight, and that led to the Ultimate Fighter. And that changed my life, the ultimate fighter. You were asking me how it felt to be in the house and 
it, it changed. That it was an opportunity where I remember when when the Ultimate Fighter started, and I was already in the UFC for a little bit, you know, two thousand and one, and it started in what two thousand four or whatever it was. The but, Ultimate Fighter, I think, it was five. Yeah, I guess so. I, so like I was, was already in the UFC for a while, yeah. so I missed the boat on that because I'm like, man, look at the exposure these guys are getting because when these guys are fighting the Josh Koscheck's and Diego Sanchez's, the fans are reacting and I'm like, wow, man, these guys are getting some, that show did wonders for these guys, man. Oh, you can't for sure. buy that type of exposure. So when they approached me with that comeback show and thank, and like, again, it goes back to one of those things where I was like, man, it was the worst night of my life ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me in the long run. Cause that's what led me to the ultimate fighter, to the title, to whatnot. You know? So what was it like being a pro and then being on that show, See, being in the house, training with all those other high-level guys? Cool it was dudes, like man. All very veterans. Cool, very cool guys. And uh, I'll tell you, it was one of those things where everything just, it worked out so much. I mean, I, made, it was, I looked at it, I looked at it going in there like um, it's going to be a, a training camp. Like look at it like just a, that's it. I'm looking at like, not, not a training camp as much as a, um, um, what was the what was, what was the word I was using for that? It was it was basically like basically all I'm there to do is just fucking train, 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 and and it was such an opportunity that I didn't look at it like I had to win this fucking thing. I looked at it like I always kind of put less uh, um, pressure on myself by looking at like, all right, you know what, man, I never have a a a boring a boring fight. I never. I, I always pride myself on, on having being aggressive and having a good fight. If I go on here and let's say I don't end up winning, all right, I'm still going to get good exposure for my schools. And I always did the fighting and teaching hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So I'm still going to. The worst case scenario is not going to be that big because I'm going to have this training camp, like train. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and and I, I'm either way, I'm going to make out with this thing. You know what I mean? I'm going to. Uh, it's going to be a good thing. But uh, I made you know that you know. Going in there with those guys, it's different than these other seasons where you have a bunch of knuckleheads in there. These are all good dudes, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The guys that have been in the game a while. Uh, and and, my, and our team in particular, Team Mojo, I mean, those guys, we had such a we, – we, we all meshed so well. And we had such a good time. Drago went on the show with me. It was such a good time. It's different. Was that, um, was that season the same season that Travis Luter was on? Yeah. Me and Travis. Yeah. Travis, we were supposed to fight on the same day, and George got hurt. That's when he fought Anderson by himself. We were going to do it the same day. But he fought mm -hmm. Anderson and, and gassed out. Travis Luter is one of the best he's fucking jiu-jitsu yeah, guys that really, ever fought in MMA. He's phenomenal, man. He, but he's, he's – he's, and I love Travis. I still talk to Travis He's uh, once in a while. We took – once in a while, for a while after the show, too, we were both movie buffs. So we'd call up every once in a while and just – Bullshit if we saw the latest flick and this and that. He's the kid was an dude. animal. I remember when he fought Cote and yeah. he took his arm. I was like, I was watching. I was like, that motherfucker is good. No, no, just like, really you good. You could see in his jujitsu. But there was definitely, <laughs> uh, like, in a sense where, like, I'm on that show. I was in phenomenal shape for that show. I died in real hard. So I'm in there eating raisins and he's eating fucking like, M&Ms. And I go, dude, <laughs> I go, he's like, oh, you know, sugar, sugar. I go, not really, dude. I go, you tell me sugar, sugar. I can eat those M and M's <laughs> instead of this fucking raisins. Cause are you sure about that? He goes, <clears throat> sugar, sugar. You know, he had that kind of laid back, like, yeah. Where I don't know how. I think he was always his own trainer, and that's mm -hmm. probably the problem. Because again, oh, yeah. again, I, I loved watching him fight because that guy, even Rich Franklin, that's another guy. He man, he was close to. He's close he to was, He, he could have been. He didn't have the like gas tank. About. He no, that's what I'm saying. You, he, you, he, he needed a longo. Yes. He needed a guy to fucking. <laughs> Well, he eventually yeah. did. He eventually did went he? to Greg Jackson's, but it was oh, probably really? too little, too late. Shit. It was the end know. of his career. He's having back problems, neck yeah. problems, 
all that shit. I gotta, you know. I gotta have him out for a seminar. I think Ooh, I told him. I his fucking jujitsu yeah. is tight, man. You know, uh, I remember I talked to Charles McCarthy about it, and Charles McCarthy yeah. said, "Dude, he goes, he's as good as Laborio. He goes, he's fucking good. He no, goes, he's I, one I, of those guys. You know, me and him didn't roll because we were on the opposite teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think he was like the jujitsu guy on that team, and even though Charles McCarthy was on it, but right, well, he was also one eighty five too, right? And you were. 170 wasn't it yeah but i'm saying i never got to feel how he felt but i heard from all the guys how great he was you know we didn't get to work too much together but we hung you know it was it was good yeah he was a guy that i felt like man what a a, massive potential well that's another guy that you look at the guys he had in trouble Mm -hmm. it's a different career anderson silva mounted franklin uh, rich franklin's arm i mean all these fights that just wasn't in good enough shape to pull it off for real and and it was one of those things if he didn't submit you it's it's you know then he started gassing and Mm then you know you don't want to and he had some power. He knocked out the other, what's his name, Marvin Eastman. <laughs> That's a weird knockout, though, because overhand. Marvin Eastman had gotten knocked out twice in training. He oh, got see, I didn't KO'd that. by But that was a big overhand, man. That it was, was a... weird. It just touched him. Do you remember it? I got to see that again. Okay, I Marvin. Think it, I, I think he whacked him with it, man. Overhand whack. Well, try, no? Check it out. Travis Luter. Pull up Travis Luter versus Marvin Eastman. All right. You remember no. this clearly? Yeah, Clearly, clearly. Because yeah. I'm thinking he blasted him with it, but no. I, I was there live. I got to see He it. caught him at the very end of it, and it was odd. Yeah? Yeah, because Marvin went Because I remember cold. nothing happened the first round. It was yeah. one of those fights where it was boring mm-hmm. as shit, and then the second round, he just... Boom. Yeah, just pull up Travis uh, Luter yeah, yeah, KOs Marvin me, Eastman. Got me wondering. He caught him on the end of it, and he goes right out. And then I started talking to people. Like I wanted to find out what happened because it didn't look right to me. You yeah. Know, but it was a real knockout for sure. And then they told me it that he got big. knocked out twice in training. Oh, well, that definitely can't help. Yeah. You know? So he came into it. Pull, pull yeah, it you, up a little bit. You might want to go past that yeah, first get, round. <laughs> get, find, uh, find where the KO is. Do it off camera. Find out where the KO is. But um, um, And uh, he, yeah. um, he, he, he cracked him. Um, like on the end of it, it was a good punch, but it didn't look like enough to knock Marvin Eastman out cold. I, here yeah. it is, right Watch here. This. There's a, like a little bit of an exchange here. Let's see that overhand right. Boom. Here it comes. See that? No. I don't know, man. That didn't that didn't clock him. I don't know. Let's see. Let's it see it again. Maybe. I think that was square in his fucking noggin. I don't know. Let's <laughs> do it and see if there's a slow mo version like a, of yeah, it. Yeah, let's see. That. I remember in real life thinking. Oh, because it, it looked grazed man. him. Man, it looked like it grazed him because it didn't even snap his head back. Yeah, it doesn't look like it hit him. See? Oh, that angle's different. Yeah, I don't. That, that's a little. Let me see I think that again. Mar- see, watch this. I think Marvin that's had weird. something oh. wrong with him, man. I think Marvin went into that fight already concussed. I'm pretty sure, and that's not taking anything away from Travis because I think Travis is still awesome. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. That, that's that's. But you see, the one angle yeah. didn't look like he fucking planted him, though. Sort of. But when I saw him yeah. live, I remember thinking, "Wow, that's weird." You know what? Something. I was there live. That was in New Jersey, I think. I don't remember where that was. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting when you look back at like these these guys that were competing then, and how many of them are left in the game, and then you see mm. TRT Vitor. Mm. From '97 right. was about to fight Weidman for the fucking title. Yeah, way before a lot of these dudes and everybody yeah. else is burnt out. TRT Vitor is fucking throwing wheel kicks. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was uh, the guys he beat like Bisping and uh, Luke and 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 uh, the Luke fight was incredibly impressive. Kick, yeah. And the Henderson fight, incredibly impressive. But they were all the first and second round, though. No? 
They were uh-huh. all, yeah. yes, that's where that's where you have to look into that championship stuff. When did he get yeah. when did he get Americana by uh John Jones? What round? It was in the fourth or fifth round, yeah. I believe. Before that, why was he going to guard? Do you know? Did we well he caught well in the arm lock almost. Which was I nice. know for a fact that Vitor went into that fight with a bad hand. Okay. I know for all a fact. Right. Because there's I always, talked listen, to there's Vitor. always stuff behind the scenes, man. I was eating with Mike Goldberg in Brazil and Vitor sat down with us and was uh, showing me his hand. He had just had a pin pulled out of it. Yeah. He had uh, just had uh, this thing uh, done. Right. He had broken his hand at least seven times. Yeah. So from the point where we saw him in Brazil to the point where he fought John Jones was only a few months. Okay. So guarantee you his hand was still fucking with him. Guarantee you. So wow. he caught John Jones with that arm bar, remember? Popped his arm. That was that was a good fucking arm lock. Good you know what's funny about bar. that? He's never really ever threatening that much from back. No, you know? but he's got it. You're right? Yeah. He's always yeah. had it. He just does his hands are so goddamn good. His kicks are so fucking yeah. good. I mean, Vitor and those those fights, I think, goes down in history as some of the most impressive performances ever. Yeah, that's why it, no, it's a bummer, Henderson. man. It's a bummer that he's not fighting. <laughs> well he is. Chris. He's gonna fight again. Yeah, I mean, he's just got to get his body natural. The question is, can he at this point in time get to a point where he's so healthy that he can actually fight? Not just not just like get to a point yeah. where he can walk around, but get to a point where he can you know have levels high enough so he can sustain a training camp. I don't know, man. I the TRT stuff like I didn't do that when I was like when I was fighting because then you got that stigma with mm-hmm. you that you're right. Right, now, right, now you're right. that guy. Now you're the TRT mm-hmm. guy with that. You well, know what it's I mean? interesting. And but it's well, funny now how some guys, people gone. don't even bring up stuff about guys who you definitely have that gut feeling or whatever. But <laughs> it's like, these other, some guys are like the greatest for this and that. And meanwhile, you know they're just fucking jacked up on something. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's funny how certain guys have that stigma with them, but it should be more. But I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know for sure anything. But. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's because I'm one of those guys that call, to... I played it straight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. I never did anything, so I always thought of it like that. You know. But when you talk to certain guys and they go fucking everybody's using in camp, and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like that's what Vitor said. Yeah. One of the, when they talk to Vitor about, it, he's like, everybody's using in camp. And you're like, whoa, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who everybody has in yeah, everybody, everybody in his has, camp? Yeah, everybody is in who? Like you, you can't say. Yeah, every, you can't say everybody. Everybody's using I, I in know camp. what I've done. You know yeah. what I mean? BJ is another guy. No, nah, for sure, totally man. No, no. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot of great, great fighters. Yeah. Totally clean. And then you got to you wonder know? what would they mm-hmm. be like if they're TRT BJ? Yep. And this John and that. Fitch, totally clean, 100 percent guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. I talked to that guy's. No, for sure. I believe it. About it. It's fascinating, yeah. right? I mean, that's hey, man. I mean, that's 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 how I felt. Boy, you know? here's where it gets real weird. Then they pull the fucking rug out from under him. No more TRT. So all these uh, guys who've been on it for years, yeah. you know, Vitor's been on it for years now. Yeah, and bringing your body back to a natural state is is not easy. It's going to take many months. And these endocrinologists who have talked about it and have done interviews with it, they've uh, they've said like, well, this is like really hard to do like you're you're gonna be in agony you're gonna feel like shit you're gonna have to take a bunch of other drugs they're gonna stimulate your body's production of testosterone you're gonna have to you're gonna have to not compete for a while you yeah have to take some time off man hey that's why i didn't fuck with it before that man yeah. i started doing it recently though to be honest with you yeah yeah just because my sh- i got my stuff tested and i'm always on the mat i felt and uh and, uh, when did you say, how long ago did you start doing it? A few it? months ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing when you ask me about the bad news thing, I'm like, well, now it's a little more complicated. I would still love to fight him, but I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't, know, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Well, you look better, man. You look healthy. No, no, You listen, look like I'm you, were, you were getting I, really heavy for a while. When I had and then that, uh, now you just look like a troll. <laughs> what the fuck, man? How's that a compliment, a like, troll? That's a good troll. You know what I tried like, to do? What's his name? Yeah, what's the green guy? What's the green guy's name? Who's the green guy? No, the fucking guy, Shrek. 
Drink. I do. You calling me Shrek and you're saying that's a fucking compliment? I don't. He's yoked. The guy's yoked. I don't no, see no, your face. You're a beautiful troll. man. And then you're like, you know, you look like that. Come I'm like, oh, on, he's telling brother, me the whole. You know I love you. I'm like, well, I'm too short for the I'm Hulk. very troll like myself. Um, I call myself. I compare myself to a bridge troll all the time. <laughs> a I bridge ask, troll. Yeah, if you got any like bridge troll clothes, my body's. Yeah, you ever see like, uh, and it's not and it's, it's bridge troll. Please go ahead. Bridge troll. Bridge troll. A troll from under the bridge. Oh, is that what bridge it is? troll? Get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never heard Bridge Troll before. Really? A fucking A. It's I Long Island. You got to get off Long Island. You got to ah, see the I world. Don't. Jesus I'm Christ. I've been all over the Come world. Come on, man. We had a good time in England, remember? Oh, we did. Yeah, we, we sure fuck did. a lot of fun in England. I love England. Fun. We've had well, fun all so over the place. So much fun that we're not going to even talk about it. It's not like <laughs> it wasn't bad. It's we so just, fun like when you're in, time. but what was cool exploring cities. Oh, you know, like dude. a bunch hey, of guys out on the road in New York, you know, you were um, there for other guys fights. Oh, you know? for sure, man. That fun, I mean, man. the martial arts brought me. I'm so I'm so fortunate, man. Japan three times, Brazil. Every time Brazil three times, that was like a month at a clip. Mm-hmm. And uh back in like when I was again, I was 23, I was the only American on the mat. There's times when I was in in Japan and in and, and 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 Brazil, where I'm the only American on the mat, man. I remember I was in in, in Japan, and uh, for one of Henzo's fights, I believe, and Ricardo uh, was with me, Ricardo Almeida, and uh, we went down. Henzo goes, I want you to go down and work with the, the all the Japanese guys were getting ready for Abu Dhabi, so you had everybody there from Sakurai to Uno to Genki Sudo to, so um, he goes, I want you guys to go down there and train with them, you know, and. Uh, I'm like, ah, oh, man, Henzo, we're on vacation, man. We're, we're chilling with you. He's like, no, you that's good experience to fucking go there. So we were going to go, and then Ricardo ended up rolling with Hyen the night before, and fucking Hyen was a, a, a nut. Yeah. He ended up hurting him somehow, his leg, you know? So I ended up being the only guy to roll down there. So I got the... It was so cool, man. I got to roll with, like... Uh, we had four-minute matches, and it was just all... all it was the only... Uh, Little American guy in there. It was. Wow. I got to roll with uh, a lot of good guys, man. Genki Sudo, Uno, and uh, who else? Another guy. I don't know who's it. I don't want to say Takashi. He had a very good guard. We 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 started on one side of the mat to the other, man. It was all Japanese reporters. At one point, I jumped a guard on Genki Sudo, and he would stand back and start going in a windmill, like make me go in a circle, and then I'd yeah. open up and he'd try to get a foot lock. And it was wow. Just, it was just such cool, such a cool memory, man. And. Uh, I got out and got on top, but that's not the point of the story. <laughs> but <laughs> but well, uh, back then, but man, it was you cool had some, though. It was you cool. had some big victories over oh, uh, yeah, some guys in, in grappling. You know, yeah, man. At one point in time, when you were competing, just primarily no, as a grappler, yeah, you were thought sure. as of, of, as one of the most yeah, dangerous thank guys. Thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate that. And then, no, when, I, I, those stuff, though, I, those memories, like I said, man, they just. I think we were talking about traveling the world. That's how mm-hmm, it came yeah. up. There was one time when I went to fight that time in in Pride, and I didn't end up fighting. Uh, Henzo did a seminar and he had me roll and I don't know how many guys were there 20, 30, whatever it was and this was a different time so they weren't as skilled as they were there were some shooto fighters in there for sure mm-hmm. he had me roll with every single person in that fucking seminar I had the fucking roll and tap out wow it was it was it was, it was and I was in shape and I was rolling all and it was you know all day long you ever see that video of Hickson doing a seminar and oh, tapping yeah. like 30 guys oh yeah man well back then it was normal yeah because when I used to do pro- with seminars um uh, as a brown belt and stuff, and I, I used to roll with everybody. I didn't give a fuck. I'd roll anyway, all day long anyway. Mm-hmm. Not as much now because now you get fucking guys just wanting to do well with you. And now right. I got a name. You know, it's a different time now. Right. So I mean, I'll roll with guys I'm you know I'm cool with and whatnot. But you know, I at the, back then at the seminar, we just at the end of the seminar just line up everybody and roll, man. One time here in in Vegas, I was at a place and 
and I was rolling with some guys. Then I went with a really big guy as a brown belt, and he was either a white belt or a blue belt. And he was tough, and they're like, man, this kid's tough, ain't he? He's Frank Mir. It ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> I got taped it out so I would never use. He didn't know nothing back then. But uh, you know, Frank that's Mir what I was... was fucking badass yeah. when he was young, man. Yeah. Well, he was like, oh, he, I, he was either a white belt or a blue belt. But it was ages ago, man. He was a kid. He was a kid. Do you remember Frank Mir's first UFC fight? He fought on the same fight night that I with Pete Williams. No, before that. He, oh, uh, Roberto Travin. Yeah, he broke Roberto Travin's arm. Yeah. Roberto yeah. Travin was a fucking jujitsu champion yeah. back then. And everybody was looking yeah. for him to be the bad motherfucker. But that's the thing, man. It's funny how, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it does, the art is, and, and he's phenomenal, that guy. Mm-hmm. But that was still the time where, you know, they're thinking you're a black belt in jujitsu means you're just a bad motherfucker. And it's not right. the case. You it know was what also I mean? the difference between guys who were only Jew, yeah. the only gay guys. Hey, man. Here it, it is. Roberto Travis. Look at that. Frank Mir, 22 years old. Yeah, man. Holy shit. He's another guy. He's in that TRT boat. He's got to figure out what to yeah. do now. Yeah. Yeah. Like pull that back, pull that back, so you see the 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 entrance into that. I think he punched his way in, man. He was kicking on. Oh, he was fast as shit then too. He was different, man. He's a different guy. The the fucking car accident. He got hit by uh, a car when he was on a motorcycle. It snapped his femur, the big bone of the leg, which is very different. And this Roberto Travin that you're looking at there, that was a jujitsu champion. I mean, yeah. everybody yeah. was like, "Oh shit, Roberto Roberto Travin's fighting the UFC now." Frank was just a no, 22 year old. Yeah, kid. I remember this man. No. Roberto, well, yeah, like, went, went to, to dropped his ass. the guard. I didn't know that. Dropped that's the funny. guard. Yeah, see, that's a defense mechanism right there, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess for sure. But I mean, he's also well, he I didn't would, want to get hit. He, that, you know what that is? That's a guy that's not sparring. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah. Well, also, I thought he probably felt like he had a big advantage on the ground. You know, I mean, he's Roberto Travin. This is the guy that everybody talks about. Yeah, he's a pretty high level jujitsu. No, guy. no, very you know, old attacking. school alliance guy. Yeah, man. And he got back up to his feet. Oh yeah, this is wow! I haven't seen this in ages. Yeah, me neither. I think he does a. He starts kicking him in the leg. There you yeah. go. I remember this. Well, Frank was a karate guy back then yeah. too, right? Remember his dad was a karate instructor. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He had them I old school true. shorts yeah. too. Boom, Nobody boom. wears them bitches anymore. Yeah, Dana I used, doesn't I even fuck. let you wear those. I used to. Have to I used to wear those things. <laughs> he wish... tagged him. Look at this. Takes his arm. Is this a gross break? That's fucking crazy, so, yeah, man. It, he heard that's it for crazy. Sure. He broke his dude. arm, man. Yeah. But that's crazy that Roberto Taravin got uh, yeah. tapped like yeah, that. Yeah, but just didn't see it coming. Some guys, man, they're just not made for the MMA, man. Just be, you know, there's not. They just don't want to get hit. They don't mm-hmm. want to get touched. You What's what I mean? the difference when you first started uh, fighting MMA? What? How much of a difference is it with the gloves on? How hard is it to secure certain positions? How hard is it to to finish like chokes and things it's like huge, that? It's huge. It's huge in the back, man. I when fought Ivan Medjivar, mm-hmm. and credit to Uriah, Uriah Faber for choking him, man, because mm-hmm. that motherfucker has no neck, man. I don't know. Maybe he's lighter and his neck came out a little bit. Uriah's got a I, hell of a squeeze. Oh, he's got. Oh, that's fucking hell nice. That was beautiful, man. Yeah, it was beautiful. But uh, I had that little fucker's neck, and I love Ivan Medjivar. Nice guy. He was such a good guy, and. Uh, you know, I was just trying to get a hold of that neck, and at one point, he even put his fingers inside. This happened to Al mm-hmm. when Al went for a heel hook, by the way, in his in his last fight. <laughs> Al um, went for a heel hook on Kevin Lee, uh-huh. and he and he does that leg nice with off a single leg. Not to switch gears, but mm-hmm. it goes to go with the with the gloves. He had that thing on, and then the other Kevin grabbed inside. It's one of those things where, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, guys end up saving their ass, man. It's your ass out there. Yeah. I remember that heel hook yeah. attempt. That was he very, had, very I go, technical. Man, what? I go, that looked tight as shit. Yeah. He's really good at that. 
And uh, he said, man, he goes, I would have had it, man. And, and the guy had his fingers in my glove. How could the referee not see that? Uh, that happened to me with my Ivan, Ivan Medjavar. Same thing. I don't know. Who hmm. was the referee? I forget. But Ivan Medjavar had that shit in there. And then they tell you to stop it. In the meantime, the guy's got it. Let's go. Right. And still, you don't. It's kind of you know. interesting because you can use that on your side, though. Yeah. Like, when you're choking a guy, you can get your hand inside the glove and it's legal. Yeah, you can grab know. your oh, own yeah, that glove. that is interesting. Yeah, I never yeah. really... Josh really, Thompson uses that sometimes. I never really used it. Yeah. He uses it pretty yeah. slick. Well, he finishes a, the choke from... That guy's, uh, that guy's a veteran. He's slick. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, good. He's really, I like the way he was taking Benson's back in that list. Yeah. Dude, that was, was a really fucking good. great fight. That was a very good fight. I would have been uh, really interested to see what happened if he didn't hurt his hand early in that fight. He hurt yeah. his hand pretty bad. He fucked up his thumb. That sucks, man. Yeah, I broke his thumb, I that think, was a, in the first or second round. That was a close one, though. Interesting fight. That Very interesting fight. Um, yeah. You can also grab your shorts, right? If you're defending like a Kimura, you can grab your shorts. Uh, yeah, you can't grab the. You just can't grab anything on the other yeah. guy, basically. I believe you can't grab your shorts. So yeah, I don't you know. just can't never... grab the other guy's shorts. Yeah, is yeah. that it? Yeah, you can grab your own. That's you can grab your own defensively. You can hold on to it, which I think doesn't make sense. You see the grab clothes, you can't grab Yeah, clothes, yeah, yeah. You know? I don't, see, I don't even, I should know these fucking rules. I didn't know if you were <laughs> the fucking, you're able to grab the, you know why? Because I don't try to rely shorts. on that shit, you right. know, grabbing the, right. grabbing the stuff. But, um, it's funny, man. I was, I was watching, uh, my buddy, they got, we got the fight pass, you know? Uh-huh. So one of my students was watching my old fight with Eves Edwards, and it was so, it's funny how your game goes, you have to evolve or die, man. It goes through transi- transitions mm-hmm. of, because I remember with that fight, uh, it was very, ju- I was, again, I won with jujitsu, but there was so many positions where I could have been just trying to hammer him. And, and uh, to his credit, by the way, Eves Edwards, who's, who's a good dude. Uh, love of mine, that guy. Very, very good dude. Uh, Old school guy. Love watching his fights. Uh, man, we t- like, like we always talk about the whole game of inches, man. That was my mm-hmm. second fight in the UFC. I got stopped by Shoney with the spinning back fist. Uh, that could have been my, I mean, he knocked me down with a beautiful uppercut. Because I tried made to try to I, he was he was on southpaw. I tried to close the distance without striking like an idiot, and I got caught with an uppercut that put me on my ass. He jumped on me, but he was so afraid of my jujitsu back then or concerned about it that he jumped on, and he I went to grab him. He jumped the fuck back out. I I was already <laughs> my head. I got back up, but I was I was on queer street for sure, man. I was just I got to get my head straight. And then I got I second in the round. Ended it shortly after that, and that motherfucker would have jumped on me. Started firing off some elbows. Yeah. I might have been out of there. And he knows it, too. I break his chops back. On Twitter the other day, I saw something about his first fight, and that was me in the UFC. And I told him I still feel that uppercut. <laughs> but, uh, again, game of inches in this game, man. I'm very lucky to achieve what I achieved. When you see Eve now, and you see he's lost a couple of fights by KO now. It's like yeah. The same stout fight, and then his yeah. last fight was pretty bad. You know, when you start seeing that, and it starts happening more and more frequently, yeah. do, you, do you feel for that guy? Because you were, you know, you were coming up with him. I mean, you yeah. guys were... You know, I don't know. All what guys, these years later, yeah, but again, he's still he's still beating some ass out. Oh there, yeah, though. beat so Jeremy Stevens. He knocked out Jeremy Stevens. I mean, that alone. Oh yeah, that wasn't too long ago, no, right? No, not too. How long was ago. his last? Well, his last fight, which one? He I don't lost. Bring up, he got ah, stopped see, in the fight for the truth. I don't want to bring up negative shit. But, yeah, uh, well, he's a great fighter. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Very, very crafty yeah, fighter man. too. Oh man, what a dude! That guy had a tight clinch where. Mm-hmm. You know, but he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he takes a shot as well as he used to. I mean, the last fight he got caught really clean. Man, listen, it's gonna it's gonna catch up to you sooner or later. I mean, with especially not only that, even the sparring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know the last time I sparred, 
When? Get ready for my Lytle fight. That's the last time I took a shot to the head. I, really? I, I'll, I need jiu-jitsu. I have to train. That's my therapy. I love jiu-jitsu. But I hit the tie pants. And don't get me wrong. I'll, I can play standing. But I'm talking about sparring. Like, when mm -hmm. I spar for a fight, that's the last time I made a fucking deposit out of the bank. Is that the that last fight? Yeah. Yancey Medeiros. That was uh, who uh, stopped uh, Eve. Oh, yeah? It was overturned. It turned into a no contest. Oh, so it might I think the back of the head, then that's even no, worse. No, no, no. Oh, I no? think Yancey was, I think he had weed in his system. Oh, did he? Yeah, pretty sure, which is hilarious because he was fighting the fight for the troops. <laughs> <laughs> fight for, uh, and he's high as fuck. Was, I mean, he wasn't high as fuck. Nah. <clears throat> Most likely what it was was uh, just trace amounts in the system. Yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty sure it was well, weed, that though. sucks. Well, that, that blows. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, yeah, no, Eves, Eves is, again, that Jeremy Stevens fight wasn't that long ago, so, he, you know, if he still feels he could do it, you know, who knows what, what's, what situation's like at home with everybody, you know what I mean? Guys got to fight for different reasons, you know? Yeah, and at one point in time with uh, Eves, Eves was, like, one of the best lightweights on the planet. Oh, yeah, man. Before, I think even Dana, division... Dana was calling him, like, that was the unofficial lightweight champ, you know what I mean? Yeah. When they did away with the division for a while. Yeah, you know? the, um, when you stop and think about it, it's like, that, that era... You know, when they removed the lightweight division, remember when the UFC, yeah, when man. Zufa first bought the UFC, yeah. the lightweight division was like, everybody had to go overseas. Everybody had to yeah. fight somewhere else. Yeah, no, for Bo sure. Bodog, like, Eves fought Bodog, fought Jorge uh, Masvidal. Yeah. That yeah. Fucking... That was like the first time he got stopped. He got stopped by Masvidal. Did he? head kicked. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I mean, he I didn't follow that bulldog before. too much. No? I heard about it. I, just, I didn't. I didn't get to see it too much. I don't know where to find it though. That's what it was. Yeah, it was on weird channels you and know? shit. I don't remember, but there were some good fights. Fedor yeah. fought Matt Lindland. Remember that? Oh, I seen that. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a bulldog fight. Ah, the old school fights, man. Yeah. They, they Matt Lindland was fights. a bad motherfucker. Matt Lindland was one of the reasons why it made yeah. the uh, the um, uh, Bustamante fight. So impressive. Man, Bustamante was phenomenal, man. So Bustamante good. was the reigning champ for a while. Then mm -hmm. I think he had contract problems, and he went over to Japan and, during again, took some fights maybe on short. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, during his prime. Took some fights on uh, short notice. And well, that was, was what Japan Jackson. was all about, right? Yeah. Japan was all about giving yeah. you fights on short notice. Like, remember the pride cards would be coming up, and they would be throwing fights together like the week. Oh, yeah, I remember. Week, I was living with Rodrigo, man. Rodrigo beat Sakurai, which was huge at the time. And I remember it was like he found out like a few weeks before. He goes, "Oh fuck, man!" But we, you know, we were always training, but it was different back then. You know, it was you knew crazy. Uh, you knew High and Gracie when he was at his craziest too, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I used to train with him. He liked me, man. He was uh, he was he was a wild a wild wild guy. You know what I mean? Henzo, uh, I remember one time. You know, I, I was I was training with him in the city. On uh, this one, Henzo was on Twenty Fifth Street. He used to rent out a kung fu place, and I had a uh, training with High and and. and and he always liked me because he knows how loyal I was to Henzo. He knew I was Henzo's, you know, Henzo's guy for sure. So, you know, he had like a deep voice and he was talking to Henzo and he goes, blah, 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 blah. I don't speak Portuguese. And he's, then he's pointing to me and he's going, blah, blah, blah. I'm a little bit off the side, but I noticed what's going on. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? You know, what's this guy <laughs> talking about? I go, you know, because you don't know. Because, you know, he was, he was a little off the wall, high end, you know. And I'm like, uh, what's going to happen here? What, what is up? And then... uh I found out he was telling Henzo he used to have a problem with Makako. He used to, you know Makako? Yeah, sure. tough guy. He used to fight yeah. Pele. Still old fighting. Guy. Yeah, nice guy. He's still nice in guy. It. He's he, the first he, he guy coaches, to beat Chakra. Hey, he beat. He yeah. Oh yeah, he fucking knocked him out. No, good, nice guy, tough yeah. guy. Good but um, who's he with? He's with the kid, Oliveira. 
Charles uh, who was he with? I no, mean, no, he no, no, now, now, now he's yeah. with, um, he coached the, the lanky kid that fought, um, yeah, Oliver. Yeah, Charles yeah, there he is. that's yeah. right, I had that right. Yeah, out of Houston. Good right? fight, where's Frankie Edgar? I don't have to get yeah. off the schedule, such a subject, but that came to mind. That was but a great fight. That was a phenomenal fight. Frankie's a fucking awesome fighter. Yeah, really I enjoy is. watching him. Just because styles make fights, and mm-hmm. that guy's, you get him down, he's fucking wiry as fuck, standing mm-hmm. up, he's all knees and elbows, mm-hmm. and Frankie, it was, that was yeah. an awesome, awesome fight. Oliveira's a young kid, too. Yeah, no, he's all potential in the world. But that's who is, um, that's his uh, coach, uh, Makako, for the mm-hmm. people who don't know who the guy right. is, you know? But uh, I remember, <laughs> what he was telling Henzo was, I was going to Brazil recently, and he wanted to fight Makako, and he wanted me to fight Makako's partner at the, at the academy or something. like It was something wild, like some kind of challenge match. And like a like, jiu-jitsu? Or no, I think no he wanted, barred. he goes, man, I'll fight. He was telling, he was trying to tell Henzo, like, I'm gonna, I want to fight him, and I want Matt to fight. Well, I don't know who the guy, I don't even know who the guy was or whatever. <laughs> Henzo's like, man, he's going there to train, leave him alone. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm like, fuck, man. What the hell is going on here? There was but, a uh, lot of that challenge match type atmosphere. Man, let me then. tell you something. Even back, even when me and me and my uh, my my brother and stuff, we used to teach a lot for um, for Henzo and 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 run the academy when he wasn't there, or he'd come in at night. We'd run it during the day, but then there was some nights he wasn't making it in, and we used to have. It was a different time, man. A different time. It was a different time because. You'd have guys coming in back on Twenty Seventh Street when we when it was back when it was Gracie Kukuk when with Craig Kukuk. Yeah, and uh, I bought those tapes. Yeah, oh, that's how I found out about Craig. I started with Craig for two years. Really, and then Henzo came, <coughs> and Craig was Craig was under. Where'd that guy go? Man, they had a bad split. Him and Henzo. But, uh, and he went to fucking Idaho or something. I think he made money off making some kind of special flashlight or something. Not the <laughs> flashlight, not the flashlight, the flashlight. A special flashlight, not to be confused. Yeah, not to be confused with the flashlight. But, um, anyway, uh, no, yeah, I started, I started with Craig for a couple of years, then Henzo came. And, and Craig had a very good, very good, uh, basics. Very, very good, a good fundamental game. Cause he came from Horion and Hoist. That's who he trained with. I think he got a black belt from Elio and Hoyler, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And then they had a, they had a dispute. So he was outed from them, that side. But back then, to, for me to learn jujitsu, it was one day a week with Craig in Manhattan. This is before Henzo came. One day a week, I had a one class at a judo school in, in, uh, downtown. And, uh, and then I'd actually, and after a while, I'd end up driving to Red Bank, New Jersey from my house. And uh, that's almost, oh, that's over a couple hours from Long Island. And uh, just to get a private lesson with him, just to learn. Back then, we couldn't learn. It's not like now where you could jump on fucking the computer and learn some stuff. You right. can go to an academy down the block. You don't like this academy. Let me try this. No, man. I, there was no way to learn it. Those were good, te- those were good tapes, man. I yeah, they were good. They I listen. would take things that I learned there, and I would try them out yeah. at John Jocks. And some of them were like really effective moves. It, I, I believe when it comes to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's, you always, it always evolves because now it's so much bigger. And there's so many people doing it. So you mm-hmm. can always add to the arsenal. Mm-hmm. And see what works for you. But, man, again, that old, the I believe in starting from, you know, you need that strong foundation and uh, well, the basics Hickson. are with that. Hickson, yeah. all basics. I all, love, all I, the you, know what, you know what I like, what you talked about, about Hickson, is his philosophy would start at zero. Mm-hmm. And you said it on here, and yeah. I love it. Because that is, we all that's how I look zero, at it. As a neutral point. When we move to one, I'm not going back to zero. Go to two. From two, two, I go to three. Yeah, and then checkmate. But that's how it should. And I, yeah. I, try to, I, I try to preach that to my guys. When, all right, you're on bottom. You like the guard. You get a reversal. The guy just 
He blows hard. You're back on your ass. No, man. Uh-huh. You get on top. I know you like the guard. Work it next round. Let's stay on top for the rest of the round. Right. You you end up on top. You're in butterfly guard. I want you to pass the knee line. Or else mm-hmm. I want you to get into half guard. I want you to pass half guard. I want you to get cross-side. If I'm cross-side, I don't want you to get back to half guard. I want right. you to mount or take the back or finish. Mm-hmm. You mount, you're finishing, or you're taking the back. Like, right. keep improving you and, and you know what shit's gonna happen the guy sometimes is gonna reverse you so what you have a guard use it then but don't just go to where you like to roll do you you're wish never improve. do you wish that you had ever fought when there was no time limits it's a different game man it's a different hey listen i man I, i'm gonna say i exceeded my uh my expectations as, as as far as um you know when i first started training my biggest thing i used to watch those crazy actions i'm like oh maybe one day i could have my school and I'll have a fucking challenge match. I mean, I'd have never thought of fucking UFC and this right. and that. But as far as with the the no time limits, it's a different. Th- it's 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 a uh, a different philosophy, man. Because that way you don't have to get into any fucking exchanges as much, or you know what I mean. Right. Like you could just work on your defense and. It, it's a it's a it's a totally different thing. Totally a, different thing. Totally also different with no gloves, thing. right? Did you ever? I'm you gonna ever, say so. Did you ever have any fights with no gloves? No. For no. folks who don't realize, the gloves, two things. One, it makes striking way harder. You'd think yeah. it would make it easier because it's, you know, yeah. bare knuckle, it's more... Di- no, it's actually harder to hit a guy with bare knuckles. You hurt yeah. your hands more. I mean, I fought with no gloves, I mean, but I haven't had any MMA fights with no gloves. Well, I know what it's like to bust your hand. I have a boxer's break if you see my pinky. Oh, you fought like a street fight. Oh, yeah, no yeah, gloves. I, I mean, yeah. So I know what it's like. You hit wrong or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you hit you people's foreheads. Up. Oh, yeah, But man, it also yeah. makes the grappling way easier to secure chokes. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, that's oh, what I wanted yeah. to talk to you about, yeah. like your ability to choke guys because of those gloves. How much, would it, what do you think it like reduces it? 50%, 30%? What do you, what do you Did think? you ever roll with the gloves on? No. I mean, yeah, yes. You should. You yes, should I have, but like not, exactly. not too seriously. Not well, too seriously. It, it, you know what? I mean, it, it, it makes it, it, it makes a huge difference as far as, because, you know, it, it makes more space. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where it's, right. You need more space to get that underneath. That's why, right. like a lot, like if I have the back, like I like to bring it up as far as possible when I'm going when I'm going for like the rear uh, naked. And I do it almost like a, a crank, uh, like a, a crank on the jaw where mm-hmm. like if I'm around the neck here, I'll go palm to palm, elbow in, where his head is resting on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Now I just compress it. Even if he has his chin in, Mm-hmm. I'll just start bringing this back, and then it's fre- the guy. When I fought Delante, mm-hmm. that's what I did. You'll see him put it on his neck because that's gonna break the jaw. Mm-hmm. So it, it compresses, and I slip to it to, you know. So it's almost like they want the choke oh, yeah. to get off the. If jaw. you saw the Del- if you go back and you ever watch my Delante fight, <laughs> mm-hmm. watch when I'm on his back, and and he actually puts it on his jaw because right. it was it was just glued, you know, because his head is nowhere to go. Right. So that's gonna that's gonna. That's gonna take that jaw out. What did you think when Damian Maya used that on Rick Story? That was pretty. Goddamn he did that impressive. on Rick Story, right? Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. pretty damn impressive. Yeah, no, Damian. Listen, you know what, Damian Maya? You know what? A, a thing of fucking brilliance was his passing versus, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Rory McDonald. Rory yes. McDonald. First fight, first round, rather. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that was uh, his. I love. I man, I'm a big fan of. Uh, uh, that that passing was that was beautiful because the other, I'll tell you right now Rory's butterfly guard was impressive. Yeah. He was always he always had a presence of mind to keep one knee to the ceiling mm-hmm. where he knows if those knees go to the side he's fucking fucked. Mm-hmm. So he'd always have hips out knee to the ceiling and and to no that, that was a beautiful thing to watch. I want to watch that again. How he passed right up the middle, boom, right up into mount, and that was a fucking black belt mount. Mm-hmm. That was that was a thing of that was beautiful, man. I'm I'm the guy got and. 
it, it just shows you the shape the other guy's in to withstand that and then come back and do what he did. Yeah, you and know? Then hurt him with those body kicks. Hurt him with those body kicks in the second round. You I know, I, they had this thing after the fight. It was the first time they've ever done this where they asked me who, who I think should get the next shot of the title. Which, of course, everybody but Rory got upset because I, I thought Rory should. I mean, it was between Hector, Rory, and Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And I would love to see any one of those guys fight for yeah. the title. Either one of them. I mean, it's not yeah. like I'm not a fan of Tyron Woodley. I think Tyron Woodley's fucking badass. He's he might be one of the scariest guys. <laughs> Him like and Hector Lombard. He's like Lombard. a fucking He-Man. superhero. He's like a black He-Man figure. No? He's a superhero. Right? That's what he looks like. And he's also he's That's huge. He's fucking good too, man. That his ability to close the distance. Yeah. Uh, he might have the fastest lead right of anybody in the UFC. Uh, he's an athletic freak, man. That fight that he had with Condit, that first round, he caught Condit right off the bat with two lead right hands. Just yeah. <laughs> Like and you could see Condit was like God. He got tagged. It was yeah. like God nice. damn. That, that's an athletic total freak. different yeah. level. And you know um, he got upset because I kept talking about how big he is, about how Dude, when you're big I, and muscular like that, you know, it slows funny. guys down. No, because I a lot of times that uh, do you ever do you let that get to you? No, 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 no. I can't. People, okay, can't. I'm all totally it's, respectful. It's and gotta I'm be. Up. It's gotta be hard whenever you're in a position when you're gonna state your opinion on anything. Someone's gonna obviously be upset. You yeah, know? I mean, but in that situation, I, it is a, a situation because you look at him and goddamn, if it's not a, a negative, uh, if there's no negative aspect to being that big and that powerful, why isn't everybody that big and that powerful? Yeah, because there's a point of divinish, diminishing yeah. returns. But the point is, like, when is it? Because he's also so fucking effective with all that speed and power. Yeah, it's like. Is it if he can't get you out though? Yeah. Is it a hindrance in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds? We don't know. Well, about I mean, all that's that one yet. of those things you're gonna. But you know, he says he's 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 got good <coughs> endurance, and uh, I think that's what he was saying, right? Yeah. Well, the something. only time he's been stopped, he got stopped by Marquardt when he's uh, for the Strikeforce uh, welterweight title. Marquardt stopped. Wait, who, him. who beat Marquardt? Marquardt got fucked up by uh, Hector. Hector. He did Hector get fucked up by Hector. Oh, Hector ran that's over. That's right. I can actually confuse. That's yeah, funny. Hector's a motherfucker, man. Yeah, no, he's a no. motherfucker. Well, and Marquardt I mean, that also, last fight, you could see that he's a fucking powerhouse. I think Marquardt might have turned a corner as far as like the amount of punishment he's taken in his career. Yeah. Fought a lot of fights that's at another 185. Big, that's another big 170, man. Yeah. I thought he was a big 185, man. Well, he was solid at 185, but apparently he didn't cut any weight. He just would no? weigh, weigh in really close to 185 and then fight like that. But he fought very effectively at 185. He knocked out yeah. Damian Maya with one punch at 185. You know, he was yeah, bad. That's he was when, a beast. See, man, Wilson Govea. Stop Wilson Govea. Yeah. Damian Maya in that last fight, his punches were fine in their home, but mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't believe in them, I don't think. Like, I, it looks like, because you know, you know where he wanted to fight. Everybody knows where he wanted right. to fight. And and first of all, you're not going to find a bigger Damian Maya. And first of all, what a sweetheart of a guy, man! Great guy. What a great fucking guy. But uh, and I love his. Like I said before, with his fight with Jake Shields, I could watch that all day long and, and learn from it. But um, man, uh, y- y- people could say that you think that you know what went wrong with that fight. I think I think that it's got to be the sparring. It has. I mean, I would like to ask. I mean, maybe see ask him if he's getting to see how he's sparring. But. Uh, his punches weren't like he doesn't know how to throw a punch. Shit was landing. I think he But got... he was he was throwing with the <clears throat> sole intention of uh of just just the you know it's a distraction. You know I'm just doing this to do this. Mm-hmm. And when you have that type of game and the other guy doesn't respect it for shit, one of two things gonna happen. Well, one thing's gonna happen. You you it's what what happens is when mm-hmm. you get you get fucking tired. That shit's not getting any easier. And every time you do that, your fucking energy bar in the video games going a little really? lower, a little yeah. lower, and it starts to look ugly. You know what I yeah. mean? And that shit, when you're the best thing for a guy, if you get in a grueling fight, 
that'll give the other guy more endurance when you see the other guy getting fucking shot. You know yeah. what I mean? But if he would have just believed in those punches, I think he could have fought. He was landing some decent shots. I got to well, see it again. I remember there was one or two where I'm like, mm-hmm. if he commits to this, he could fucking hurt him. Right. And then that'll make the takedown easier. I think Rory started kicking him in the body. That was one. Yeah. I got to. Rory's again, a good kicker. Yeah. And then Rory I, started lighting him up in the third. Yeah. The third, he was moving underwater. And I think it was third. from getting hit in the body. In that in second, second round, I believe he was. Or maybe it was the first time he was. No, the second round, he was landing a few of those shots. Yeah. But I think you need you need to have. It's not even a one-trick pony because he's a well-rounded guy. He's fought before standing. and But, uh, you know, you need to be not just well-rounded. You need to be able to fucking do damage. When you you got to give somebody like the respect. So, yeah, that respect it, you know. When you see a guy like that that's a specialist, like a, a Damian Maia that tries to get guys down on the, on the ground, and you think about, like, what kind of a jiu-jitsu pedigree you had when you started into MMA, you know, do you see a guy like that and go – this is one way of doing it. Like one way of doing it is to not really try to strike with guys at all. Just try to fucking close that distance, get them down to the ground, jujitsu them. And if you have to strike, strike. But put almost all your effort into trying to closing that distance and get a guy to the ground. You didn't do that. Depends you knocked on, a lot of guys out. It depends on the guy. And mm-hmm. as you get older, that's a lot more exhausting. Now, how about I went into St. Pierre? If I tell me what's going to happen, uh, there's a reason why I was that underdog with St. Pierre because I had that philosophy. Mm-hmm. Not much different than what we're talking about with with Damien. And uh, what would happen if I would have fought him like that? Now you got to when we looked at that fight with me and Saint Pierre, the first one, and we looked at it, me and Longo, and uh, me and Henzo spoke about it also. He Henzo was he knew what was up, and you know he you know the jujitsu's in his blood just like mine. But hey, man, Frank Trigg, fucking Mad Hughes, Sean Shirk, fuck man, all these guys are better wrestlers than me. And they didn't come. They weren't getting them down. You know what I mean. So what am I gonna do? I want. I I love jujitsu. Yeah, I'm carrying that flag. It's always in my blood. If I go out here and try to put him down, uh, I'm gonna fucking most likely get fucking exhausted. And now you've seen what he's done to some guys standing up. That's gonna be a long shitty night. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I knew. I knew from sparring sessions that I did possess even before I ever. Went into the jiu-jitsu philosophy. I, I fought in a tough man contest when I was 18 years old. Mr. T was the referee. <laughs> I swear to God. It was at the Is there a video of that? I have video. It was on Entertainment Tonight. They show a clip of me with a mohawk. That's hilarious. And, uh, that's so where I busted boxing. my jaw. Three guys I fought. All heavyweight. They wow. they um How 175 and up. I no, I I I had my clothes on and I was I was I was I was like I was around that weight, around 175. 175 and up. So uh, I fought three guys. I, I knocked out two guys, man. The second guy took, dude, how about that tough man experience was the worst head trauma than all my fights combined. How about that? Really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I had a concussion like you wouldn't believe. I was never. Three I, fights. My jaw to this day, you want to get grossed out? Oh! In case you didn't hear it at home, kids. Oh, my Now, that's nothing God. with my tongue. That's. My jaw. That's from the tough man. I, I was my. I fought one guy, and he was a. They, it's funny because they they put the two smallest guys together, so they put me versus this guy. He's fucking scarred for life now. <laughs> it was me versus this. Uh, they 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 announced me as a weightlifting pizza boy from Long Island uh, because I used to deliver pizzas. And my buddy uh, at the time, Jim McCluskey, he was a professional boxer. Me and him used to we we got into a ton of street fights together, but. Uh, he used to, I never sparred a day in my life, but I used to fight a lot. He used to go, all right, look, stand like this. You're less of a target. That was it. That's my, that was my lesson. <laughs> so uh, so I, I went in there. I didn't know what the fuck to expect. No headgear, just these big gloves on. That guy who run it, whatever his name with the gloves? beard. Yeah, I believe. I don't know. I guess so. But uh, 
They put me in versus this platoon leader from Desert Storm and this guy. He's from Long Island too. I didn't know. And uh, I ended up, just, I just fucking drilled him. So I, I, I fucking hammered him and we, they stopped it right away. That clip, I can get, I, it was on, I got it on I tape. I could, uh, I, I, I could get it to you, I think, if you want to see it. It's funny. <laughs> because they showed it on Entertainment Tonight. I'm like, oh, that's great. Mary wow. Hart, whoever it is, making a face. <laughs> but Mr. T was the referee. Making I thought it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And then the second guy I fought was this tough Irish guy from Jersey. I have no clue what this fucking guy was, but it was bad. I even got I even got him out of there illegally because I got him on all fours. And it was one of those where we were beating the shit out of each other. Just the what you see a tough man contest, just rah. And then fucking I got him on all fours. And I would never condone this. I don't do this. But I was <laughs> I was a street fighter, man. Right. I didn't I didn't I never sparred. Right. Fuck! They threw me in the Thunderdome in this fucking thing. So I fucking hit him like in the back of the head. It wasn't cool. <laughs> I, uh, I, but I was con- I had a concussion at that point. I would never wow. do that as a professional. So you were already concussed. I was a kid. I was 18 years old. I don't wow. fucking know. So you already concussed, then you had to oh, fight one more time I, after Not only that. did I have the fight, I had to fight less than 10 minutes after. And I go, shit, man. And then I fucking, uh, I went in the last one. I took a beating. And I remember after that, I was fucked up for a little bit. We done, We out of time? How, Five, minutes. Five minutes. Oh, man, wait, how long was that? We, I think three we, hours. Three that hours. was not three hours. Three hours. Was it? Dude, yeah, I know, dude, three I'm, hours. I'm, Dude, know what, know what the know what the the bad news is? I think I'm coming in next week, man. I had a fucking great time. Oh, dude, dude anytime, I'm gonna come you, back look, again, man. For anytime sure. Anytime you're in town, you let me know. We'll nah, fucking open man. this bitch up in the middle nah, of the night, dude. Three hours, man, just bullshit. It was fun. We could do another just, three uh, hours dude. more easily, easily. I know I like to talk, but uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. From and I told you when I saw you before because I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Uh, Dude, I'm I'm really happy. This is uh, with all the success of this thing. This thing's really took it. This this took the world by storm. No, um, this know. blew up on you, man. <laughs> no, listen to me. That, I'm not. Oh, I'm saying that this thing fucking blew up because I told guys I'm coming to LA and I had to do a few things out here. And then my when they find out I'm fucking doing, oh, get the fuck out of here! They couldn't <laughs> believe it. You're gonna be on Rogan's podcast. I love that fucking thing. You be. I'm just letting you know that it's it, you're reaching a lot of people, man. That's a big thing. And when Kevin Smith was here. I, I, you, you up you think you, a production got upgraded? Well, that was just my office. Yeah, yeah, my office at home. But it was just too weird having all these strange people. No, I was about to house. say when you had me out here, I'm like, dude, yeah. man, like, am I going to his fucking house? I don't know where I'm going, man. <laughs> yeah, this you is know? much easier. Much easier. It's more mm. fun, and I, I like setting up like a clubhouse up here. I got a pool oh, table that's now. Fucking awesome. I got an archery range. You got a range. fucking werewolf. I fucking scared the shit out There's of. There's an archery range from the door. Do you really? Yeah, from the door to the back is a straight shot. It's twenty. You got a bow and arrow in it. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking shoot. Oh, that it's thing not. It's this. not in here right now. The oh, targets are in here. My bow is at the bow rack in really? Oregon right now, getting tuned That's up. Fucking badass. That was a cool Robin Hood uh, photo that you posted the other day, where <clears> it was an arrow in the back of an arrow. Yeah, I shot an arrow through an arrow. Did you really? I, accidentally. It wasn't. <laughs> it's like, not like you're doing that on every no. fucking try. <laughs> it wasn't like I shot one and then I said I'm gonna do this now. I'm gonna shoot now. It's just legless. That's fucking. I shot awesome. like 50 arrows and one of them fucked up one of the other ones. That's all it was. It was oh just man, total dumb luck. Well, anyway, man, listen, the, the show blew up, man. I'm happy for you. I told you Thanks, that in brother. Vegas Thank when you, I saw man. you. Thanks, man. Listen, we got to do this. Is only yeah, episode this is one. one. This is episode one. one of the Matt I think Sarah we went project. all over the place, but I think we we uh, we had a fucking. Fun. I had a fucking great time. Listen, man, man you're a great uh, guy. I've thanks, enjoyed man. being your friend from the the moment you picked us up at the airport thanks, or at the uh, train station and took us to your gym and gave us thanks, hospitality. You're an awesome guy, man. You're an awesome guy. You're a great instructor. Thank you're you. a great fighter, and it's just awesome to call you friend. Man, thank you so much, man. 
That's We've fucking powerful. Fun. Thank you. Don't get me teary on here, Oprah. Uh, come on. Here. You know I love you, buddy. Uh, and, and listen, uh, everybody, uh, follow Matt on Twitter. It's uh, Matt Sarah UFC yeah. on Twitter. And uh, if you are in Long Island and you want to learn some jujitsu, this is the motherfucker. You go to Matt Sarah. Where, where's your uh, academy? I got one in Levittown. I have one in Huntington. I have a couple of uh, affiliates, which I'm happy about. It's uh, Myrtle Beach, my buddy Frankie Patches. Persian Knicks over in Bayside, Queens. After the Matt, Sarah, uh, after uh, Chris Weidman's fight, you got to come in again. We'll talk some more. For sure, Let's man. Let's do this. We'll do this for again. For sure. Because that's Vegas, Sarah right? SarahBJJ.com. Yeah, go there. Go there. Go there. Thanks so for having me, How guys. many different schools Thank do you have now? I have two of my main schools and affiliates. Just go to my website, and they can see everything. So SarahBJJ.com. That's me, All brother. over Long Island. And I'm telling you, you can't get a better instructor. Thanks so much, man. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Audible.com. Go to Audible.com forward slash Joe and get one free audio book and 30 free days of Audible service. Thanks also to Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word ROGAN. Save 10% off any and all supplements. We'll be back on Thursday, Thursday late afternoon with the one and only Shane Smith from Vice.com. That's this Thursday. So until then, go fuck yourself. All right, sweetie. <laughs> Big kisses. Mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs>